0: Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. I'm glad that you're here. It's Sunday night, time for a street fight, and we're taking your calls. The number to dial is 614-655-3887. Call in, let us know what's going, going on at work, uh, how you're making it through the winter months, um, D.A.R.E. stories, military recruiter stories, anything you like to say. we love to hear from you. We appreciate all of the people that are calling in listening each week. We do it on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. So if you want to chat live and watch our faces as we talk, that is an option. Otherwise, find us as a podcast. We're available on Google Play, Apple iTunes, motherfucking Spotify, SoundCloud, all the good stuff. Um, also, we, we just got our capabilities back up to be officially... And stably broadcasting on WCRS FM—that's community radio here in Columbus, Ohio. Set your dial to 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270. You can hear the community radio of Columbus. That includes Street Fight and uh, all kinds of other incredible content. Even if you're not here, you can listen to what we do over at WCRSFM.org. There's an incredible amount of. Interesting programs and content and creators, and it's a great place to uh, get more content to shove in your face. So, for those of you that are new, we are the number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. How are things going, Brian?
1: Okay. okay. Things are.
0: Brian is in his uh, fucking Olympia, Washington, at, in mood right now, right?
1: Yeah. yeah yeah i think i figured it out he's grunge i think i figured it out though i think i have it all figured out now i need to get on tour you need to be on the road you're a road dog i just have to i can't appreciate columbus unless you've been away unless i'm gone once a month for 10 days (laughs) then i come back and i'm like i fucking love this place man there's so much shit to do you can fucking do anything but if i'm not touring and i'm just here for four months Then I'm like, this place fucking sucks, and everything sucks, and I hate it. So I just got to get back out there. I got to get back on the horse, is what I'm saying. That makes sense. Um, April. In April, I will be out of my funk. I'll be in Florida. Then in May, I'll be in the Northeast. And then in June, who fucking knows? July, the Midwest. August, the South. And then probably the West Coast at some point. You're
0: doing it all wrong, man. These are the times you gotta cherish these calms before the storm. Because once you're, di- once we're in the middle of that, it sucks to like <laughs> to be scarfing gross food out of styrofoam and having to wake up at 9:45 and grab all of your shit and slam it into a suitcase <laughs> so that you can leave by 9:59.
1: Yes. Yeah, 10.59, though, most Those of the Airbnbs,
0: time, dog. This t- the last worst. time fucked us up so bad. 10 a.m. checkout is unreasonable for me. Bullshit. Yeah, it's that's, bullshit. Not, that's Airbnb, not acceptable.
1: Me and Brett are, like, we're probably the touring act that uses Airbnb the least. Because we use hotels 90% of the time. And, like, when you use hotels like we do... You become accustomed to the hotel lifestyle. And then when you get in an Airbnb and there's four towels for 10 people, you're like, this is fucking hell. Yeah, they, they this should a, outlaw this. These. should be against the
0: law. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for those of you watching the live stream, you know we have somebody else in the studio. This week we have a special guest, Kristen, from the Columbus DSA. Hey. Thanks for being here. Yeah,
2: it's awesome.
0: You're out in the streets. Um, you're doing a lot of the organizing, uh, canvassing, all of the stuff that's going on in Columbus. Columbus DSA. We've talked about them for years. Uh, we think y'all do a great job and I know you've been a central part of that. So I'm glad you're joining us to take calls again. (laughs) Uh, if you have questions about, you know, organizing DSA, any of that, I actually, you and didn't you? You and Brian went and uh, canvas, right?
2: Yeah, I uh, successfully bullied Brian into coming canvassing yesterday for DSA for Bernie, so he actually got out there and knocked doors.
1: I'll tell you what, and I was talking to the person I was canvassing with, and I don't know why I can't remember her name. Allie. Allie. I was talking to Allie yesterday, and I said, uh, "You know, in 2016, me and Brett, we kept a lot of ironic distance between." any of the candidates like even to the point where when i went and voted for bernie sanders in the primary we kind of busted my balls for doing it just as an ah you voted (laughs) haha sell out you know what i mean and uh so canvassing for him this time it really there really was like a guilt thing in my mind but like last time we got shit for selling out anyway and we didn't support him. So it's sort of like, what well, I mean, okay. Like, I guess we just might as well do it this time. Plus, uh, I've been talking big on this show a lot uh, over the years and said that I would like to at least witness a canvas. And uh, I thought I would go. I wanted to go see one. I felt like this weekend was as good as any. Now I was not informed that we would be doing uh, Gahanna, <laughs> well, f- which led so much to my anxiety about the whole thing. Well, and, but earlier this week, you
0: were in favor of going to a gymnasium to yell about people with politics with people. But you're
1: looking for only willing participants to do battle. Is that what it is? I think like what it is is that like I am good at talking to people from a stage, and that doesn't matter if they like me or if they hate me. But I can talk to a hundred people. I cannot talk to one. It's what I've learned. That's what I felt like. Because it was like, you know, we go out on stage in front of like various hundreds of people on tours and stuff like that. And I'm just like, hey, how's it going? I'm totally natural, you know, when I'm up there. When somebody answers the door after I've just knocked on it, I cannot talk. I can't, I couldn't do it. Like, it was just like, everything came out so jumbled. Yeah. And so, like, not the way it was supposed to be done, you Uh know? It was just like, she was so natural, right? You're talking
0: about canvassing now. Yes, I am talking about canvassing. And- you went to Gahanna, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> which is, I think they made a magazine. They have a signs everywhere that said top 50 places to live according to some magazine poll back in like 2009. Do you yes. still have those? Yes. You saw that on the way in, right? Yes. <laughs>
1: and you know what? It's the suburbs. And that was the really the anxiety. It's, you know,
0: it's people that are leasing two imported crossover vehicles. It's folks that have like, you know, that are McMansion people. I mean, probably spend a lot of money on like fast food. Oh, like, yeah. It's just, it's typical American suburbs. It's but as I think, Trump, as it gets, really, I think it's a, in the city. It's a good place to go. Yeah. I mean, that is the people that need to be confronted the most because they sit in the suburbs and make up murder fantasies about the <laughs> city and then vote based upon that they're the ones that are making that making those kinds of distinctions and they don't leave their house i mean the the, they don't leave their house there no one is coming to their no one's come to my door to advocate for any of the shit you know any republican candidates you know
2: right like at least like we didn't like i i didn't go out with brian because i also like went out with a more experienced person so um My deep dark secret in DSA is that I also get very anxious about canvassing and so I couldn't very well bully Brian into coming without going out myself, but like this time it was so much easier than I remember it being before, we didn't talk to anyone hostile, Um, there were some people who were undecided but they were between Bernie and someone else for the most part. Confusing how somebody can be between Bernie and Buttigieg, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, how can, und- did, were you like, cause that was one of yeah. the big shocks. There were a few themes
1: that we had through this thing, right? And one of the shocks was I did meet undecided voters, which I have theorized in the past do not exist. <laughs> yeah, I you know,
0: I um so my my point of view, I do I mean, I don't try I'm not trying to be too cool for school, but I do try to keep a bird's eye view on things. And talking about the previous election, uh, Bernie Sanders was definitely getting railroaded for Hillary Clinton, and that was happening no matter what. And I read people all day screaming and caterwauling about how that should have gone this way or that. I feel like this moment in time, there is a lot of momentum and Trump was enough to get people out of the house. And they, there are numbers on the board that are promising, you know, this yeah. isn't, this isn't just like folks online making up a conspiracy on why he's getting shut down. Obviously that's going on, but there is also a considerable amount of people that are, uh, you know, on the ground and making the change and do, and do, you know, doing it's undeniable. That's the thing is, is like to, for a Buddha, judge that guy is all PR campaign. Bernie Sanders is all force of will. But the the thing is, when I see other people looking at this, they still look at it in the PR campaign way. They still don't, until, I guess until someone comes and knocks on their door and says, hey, I'm passionate about Bernie Sanders. To them, these folks are all like characters in a board game. Yes. These, these people are all PR campaigned different playing pieces in some giant political game the the skin to skin contact of the amount of people that bernie has going for him is the thing that is is i think changing is the undeniable factor right. uh, of this this whole campaign
2: like that's what's like really draws me to bernie because i'm very like skeptical of the power of An elected official especially just one elected official to make big change but like the difference between bernie and the other candidates including the other like supposedly progressive candidates is that he actually brings people into the movement like not just to come out and canvas for his campaign but to actually like there's a reason that people are like all over the country like flocking to dsa to do dsa for bernie work in addition to just his campaign because they actually want to get involved in like independent movement work and that's kind of shown like to some extent this happened even with AOC like we got a big bump of membership after AOC won her primary of like in Columbus Ohio people joined DSA but the people that joined DSA from some sort of electoral thing mostly are like active in other things than electoral stuff. They're active in our, our tenant organizing and our transit writers union organizing in in our other like actual movement work. And that that's what is really exciting about it for me is that like he awakens people to the fact that they can be like involved at a deeper level beyond coming out once a year and voting yeah. in their actual like political destiny. Martin. Yeah,
0: social media has helped that too, just to say that um, I feel I've been I've just on Instagram seeing clips of people that were like so-and-so for Bernie and you see folks in like dirty Russell sweatpants that are sitting in front of like school lunch tables you know dozens of fucking adults in you know not not trying to impress anybody just regular folks that came out uh and have have uh all of the the signifiers of that of people that I know that are working working people like it's it's a it's a real thing.
1: It did, yeah, and and it does like the interesting thing about what she was just saying is like we weren't just canvassing for Bernie Sanders yesterday. We we're also canvassing for somebody to get in the Democratic. Uh, Shaniqua was yeah. It's I can't remember her last name. Stevens. Shaniqua Stevens is uh, part of a tenants union. And is also running for. Uh, you you can explain it better than me because I have no idea what she was running for.
2: <laughs> so basically, it's it's um, a program called Rep Your Block. They've done something similar in New York City, um, but it's um, a coalition thing that a lot of left and progressive groups in Columbus are doing. And the idea is that because every elected office in Columbus is held by Democrats, that the real fulcrum of power in the city is the Franklin County Democratic Party. And um, they are run by a central committee and there's like 120 something um, seats on it that all are in these tiny neighborhood wards. So somebody runs for central committee in each little neighborhood ward. So this coalition got over 80 people I think to run. So like if they were to all win, then all of these left and progressive sort of insurgent candidates would have a majority on the Franklin County Democratic Party Central Committee. So they would be able to change a lot about the power and the power structure in the city. Um, And like all the different groups in this coalition may be going into this project for different reasons. But I think largely DSA is going into it not because we're trying to realign the Democratic Party or anything like that. It's just like very honestly like that's where the power is held in the city and if we want to take it from them we can take it from them where they hold it
0: um, yeah. you want to go where the momentum is at right
2: and, and take it from them in a way that is going to actually like bring like actual constituent representation like that's the thing we're going out and we're talking to people's no one knows what Central Committee is, no one knows who their candidates are, like, they may just get a democratic sample ballot when they go in to vote and just vote for who whatever it is, but there's no like actual connection between these people and their constituencies. And that's something that we're trying to bring back and also, you know, take away the Central Committee's power to like have this stranglehold over all of the politics in our city. Um, so we have, um, Shaniqua is somebody like in our housing work when we were organizing tenants, um, at a property of a particular slumlord, she was a tenant there. And, um, as we were organizing with those tenants, like some of them are are starting to get involved with DSA and, and Shaniqua is one of them and she is running with the Rep Your Block project. So we were helping her out, um, canvassing in her ward. And Bernie is such a great door opener because everyone's heard of Bernie, And if you're like, well, if you like Bernie, well, here are these down-ballot candidates that have like aligned values that you can vote for. That's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there were a few. That's great. There there were like a few themes that were like really fun to see. First of all, first of all, undecided is the most (laughs) incredible thing. It's just a phenomenon that I did not believe existed. I thought everybody was decided on the first day of the pro before the first I basically when your candidate announces you should be decided there's no reason I don't understand like being like undecided the other theme is like people feeling guilty because they don't pay attention to the primaries was <laughs> yeah. a very strange thing like a lot of times you'd get to the door and you would be like so have you been following the democratic primaries do you have somebody you're thinking about voting for and they're like oh i'm sorry i just not even paying attention to it i know it's bad i should and i'm like don't feel bad for that
0: man yeah that's the other part too is when i see some of the insanity online and then i'm like say to the cashier i'm just like what do you think about this democratic primary and they're like <laughs> What do you mean? I'm like, thank you. Thank, I can go back to normalcy at my house. Yeah. And for, you know, and keep, keep working on stuff, but not getting caught too caught up in
1: it because no, I mean, most people aren't. So another interesting thing that happened was we went to the store and the guy came out and they were like, you know, she was like, Hey, who are you thinking of voting for in the primary? And the guy goes, uh, 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 Bernie Sanders. And she's like, "Really? What policy positions led you to that?" And he was like, "Oh, none of them. I don't like any of his policies, but he seems like an honest guy. So I just I feel like I'm gonna vote for him because I like him." That's (laughs) great. That's great. Okay. I mean, that's who we're dealing. This is this is the electorate. (laughs) Yeah, you're getting
0: into voting. This is these people are not. We we can't confuse ourselves and think that anyone is doing it the same way that we are. I know. I know making the same position the same way that we would.
1: That was maybe the first time I've ever heard of a Democrat getting the I'd like to have a beer with them kind of endorsement. I've never heard that. I've never felt that way, and I've never heard that, basically because they run robots all the time. Yeah. So like nobody was gonna want to have a beer with Hillary Clinton, but now it seems like actually when this thing if he's the nominee and this thing's happening over the summer, he's going to be the one that has that advantage. People are going to think that Trump's a dipshit and an asshole and a loser.
0: People know Bernie Sanders has a chili recipe. Yes. Right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> right? That's yeah. important. He has his own personal way that he does it every time. He could come to your house and fucking bring it to you. I think people- he would have to workshop it amongst people and
1: look for like popular ingredients and shit. I think people also. I think what they like about him more than anything is that like they feel like everybody else is lying. Yeah. And he's telling the truth. He's, and, and I think all that really is is that he talks about how shitty it is to be a working person in the United States. And so everybody goes to fucking work and it sucks. And then they come home and Donald Trump tells them the economy's doing great. and Fucking Democrats are like, how are we going to run the Dow Jones is up? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Th- I mean, that's, yeah, that's the thing is the, the, the Fox news has convinced right wingers that everything is going great. And even if it's not for them, even if their life isn't going well, other people are having very big successes right now. Oil and gas is popping right now, or whoever
1: they think it is. Uh, you Can you know, imagine caring if the economy is going great if you're not doing no, well? Like, no. I can't even imagine somebody being like, oh, the economy is going great, but, uh, I still have to give blood to make my fucking gas payment every month, and but it's going great. I mean, fucking gas futures are up. The economy's you
0: know? going great. I just spend all my evenings buying stuff at the thrift store and reselling it on eBay. It's so easy to do. It's so easy to
1: make money these days, to just Ev- drive Lyft all night afterwards. <laughs> Everybody's employed. They're driving Lyft. They're doing DoorDash. It's all going down right now, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it is. Uh, that's what he, Bernie says stuff where you're just like, I mean, he, you for like a, a right wing point of view, I feel like you have to just be like, he's right, but you have yeah. to put a But
1: I mean, yeah, it's not realistic, is what they yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. The only thing they're gonna be able to say is that his policies are not realistic. And for me, it's like the only thing you really have to do is be like, okay, but like people are going to force his shit i there is no chance that another candidate gets in there and would try the types of things that he would do and people would show up to back him up there will be a popular movement of people that will back him up whereas like with anybody else like i haven't had a single canvasser for anybody but him come to my house i had a, you know bloomberg. What I mean? I had
0: a bloomberg in mind
1: what'd you say to him
0: no, I just I, they they asked for the person
1: that used to live here. Actually, I don't know why they were walking because up- they have a because what I I know this now. There's an app that takes all the addresses in a neighborhood, and it uh, for people who were red who voted in yeah. the last Democratic primary, they list them in the app, and those are the doors you go and knock on. So Bloomberg prop they probably voted for in the last Democratic primary, and Bloomberg was uh. Well, I mean, they were doing,
0: well, I don't want to blow up their spot, but uh, they, blow up their they spot, did a bad right? job. Yeah, uh, And it was also, I was just going to say it's the type of person that I wouldn't want to make their day any worse because they look like they were doing it for money. And no. uh, all they did was come up, yeah. they were like, is David Shuring here? And I was like, no. And they were like, all right, thanks. And they were covered in head-to-toe Mike Bloomberg for shit. Like, they had, like, pouches, messenger bags, pamphlets, and they just asked for, like, whoever the fucking previous owner was. And then he's paying
2: people to canvas? No, he paid, that's the thing, is he's paying a lot, like, to work on his campaign to canvas he's paying people to make phone calls because like unlike bernie no one's going to do that shit for free for yeah, him this,
0: uh, yeah this looked like a lift driver like it was it yeah. looked like somebody no. that was just trying to get eight dollars an hour well
2: that's why like we had the week before and i wish brian you had come to this one we were canvassing in hilltop which seems like much more your speed yeah linden
1: also yeah. next week which if you're in columbus linden would be yeah. a great place to canvas for bernie sanders very much not gahanna yeah
2: <laughs> but um apparently like the day before or earlier the same day, some Bloomberg canvassers are going through and doing such a shitty job. Like it was snowing. So we could tell they were running through people's yards, not up their walks. They were like balling up the lit and kind of throwing it on the porch or putting <laughs> it in people's mailboxes, which is a felony. Uh-huh. Um, so they, and there were some like apartment complexes that said no soliciting. Canvassing isn't soliciting when you're not asking for money, but people don't get, so like people were angry with like already as we were coming into canvas because of the Bloomberg supporters. So they were like poisoning the well for us. Uh, uh, I don't think that was on purpose. I think they were just, you know, just people were doing it for the money. Don't really care. Yeah. Um, God, it's sad. When, just,
1: it's sad when a campaign hires people to like, when they can't even muster 10 people that support them enough that go out and just do the thing that should be, An indication if you're fucking one of these news stations or one of these journalists covering this thing that or if you're in the fucking DNC, that should be an indication of where your support is. You know, if you have to pay people $8 an hour to canvas for you. You're not a viable fucking candidate for a national
2: election. He's you paying know? them, I think, $16 an hour.
1: Damn, I got to get Bloomberg. I'm a, <laughs> now that I've campaigned I think I can do Bloomberg. I,
0: I think it is. a It's a hack, though, because yeah. he's he's basically paying for metrics. Yeah. If you're saying if he's drawing money, he's, he's looking for people that do vote in primaries. He's targeting them specifically and saying to them, please vote for my Bloomberg. He's He's literally, it's like paying for leads. It's paying for the most likely voters, you know, walking up to somebody in Gehanna and just saying, hey, are you voting? they're like, gee whiz, I didn't. Is that happening? Am I supposed to do that? Am I in trouble? (laughs) Are you the
2: police? (laughs) Some of the people I've heard that people have been talking to about this, like asking people as they're canvassing, you know, who they're interested in, who they're voting for. A lot of people are saying Bloomberg, but when they kind of like dig into like, you know, what do you like about Bloomberg, blah, blah, blah. He's just like the only one they've really heard of because he's doing all the TV ads Maybe he's actually come to their door, like, in Hilltop, which, you know, a lot of politicians don't pay any attention to. Um, you know, I don't think Judge or Warren or Klobuchar is going out into Hilltop. So, like, Bloomberg's the only one they've heard of. So they're like, well, like you said, like, well, he's, like, reached out to me. He's made contact with me, like, through his campaign. So yeah. I guess I like him more. He
0: tried. Yeah. He's out here. Yeah. And, you know, and then, you know, it's a New York
1: thing. It feels like it's,
2: he's he's done something. He's not,
1: he's not taking donations, is he? It's it's the
0: same mental trap of Trump where you feel like somebody that has a whole bunch of money, that means that they're better, that they're better to lead, that they should be in charge. You know, let's run the government like a business type people, Uh, you know.
1: This guy, this guy, I mean, maybe I'll get some of this. I'll compile some of this for the basement show on Wednesday. But this guy has said so many bad things. Like I have uh, basically every hour of the day, you can get a new thing where Mike Bloomberg said something vile. He is
2: exactly a slightly more competent Trump. He is like just as bad. He has more number of women. Like I think he like Trump has 40 something separate women accusing him of harassment and Bloomberg has in the sixties, like he has more. Like he's yeah. just as bad, we- if not worse, than Trump and is more competent. Like- no, that's irresponsible we, was- to
1: say, according to a lot of people on the internet. So okay? there's somebody
0: some I did notice that somebody the next street over has a Bloomberg and a Black Lives Matter <laughs> like sign in their yard. So what do I to can you don't have to like get like you can canvas. canvas just means I could go specifically to their door and harass them about yeah. Bernie Sanders, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay
2: i'll give you some I'm of the gonna, DSA, gonna, link.
0: Gonna, dsa i fucking dare i want to canvas that, that motherfucker's house i fucking dare that's you to crazy. On that door. that's crazy get is. that trash out of here what kind of neighborhood are we trying to build yeah, you just here? come
2: armed with some of the quotes of things like that he was talking about how he thought um with stop and frisk they were stopping too many white people and not enough people yeah color.
1: did you see the fucking thing where he was like uh Oh, you know, if I had my way, we'd cut half the teachers from New York.
3: Like, yeah. just, like, <laughs> if, you,
2: if you take, if you have like students in a room or like two classrooms, one with a great teacher and one with like a not so great teacher, what would be better for all those kids is if you took all of them and just put like 60 kids in the classroom with a good teacher instead of split in half. Like literally he thinks like that's his education policy. Like, yeah.
1: Which is, you would say that, like, if you did give each teacher 60 students, the amount of one-on-one time with any student would yeah. be,
2: like, none. Yeah, <laughs> you know? And I mean, you'd burn that teacher out. Oh like, no God. one is going to be good at their job yeah. when they have to deal with that shit.
0: Yeah, honestly, when it comes to kids, think about handling more than three. I know. I know. Hey.
2: Well, I've ta- I talked about this early on in
1: Street Fight, too, because when Glenn was in kindergarten, I, I was talking about, we-, we live in a neighborhood that uh the school district's very small there's probably 400 people in the district not just in the height like in a lot of places that's like who graduates yeah at the the
0: graduating class there 100 yeah wow like
2: 100 per grade in Granville.
1: yeah so they uh so like when she was in kindergarten there were 16 people in her class and uh Basically, what they did was they had three students come and sit at a table with the teacher while the other ones just silently worked. And they all got one-on-one time with the teacher every single day for like an hour, hour and a half. And like those kids are like high achievers. And it just goes to show you that like if maybe you if you did make the classes smaller, then the students would do a lot better a lot better less people fall through the cracks
2: well it's easier to um you know think about that when like bloomberg sent his kid to a school i think it was like fifty-six thousand dollars a year the school that his kid went to from like k-12 where the teacher student ratio was six to one
1: yeah so like for
2: his own kid he believes in like very few students to a teacher yeah
1: i mean it's so weird because i look at him i think the democrats i am willing to give democrats some some of the not the party apparatus and stuff i truly am willing to give them a pass on him and in, in 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 the fact that like he does not feel like trump like when you look at him and you hear him talk he feels like a democrat he yeah. does not feel like donald trump it's just when you find out what he's actually saying—he's—he's making na- he's his
0: work He's the naked neoliberalist shit. Yeah. To, I mean, he is like Samantha b type, just out loud. I make a lot of money, but I also want to be considered like kind-hearted. Yeah. So I'm a liberal. Right? Yeah. Like it's the nothing that he believes or supports or does indicates that he has any sort of empathy towards anybody else. Could you imagine? But this he professes like an
1: ideology that says otherwise could you imagine this motherfucker being in the general election and standing there at the debate with donald trump and saying something like well i mean i could outlaw uh pop if y'all want that to happen <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like he wasn't even popular when he was married i know
1: like. i know he bought the third term right like yeah. that's the the conventional wisdom is that he just bought the third term he's just like i'll just f- fucking buy it and and like uh he really was everything that people hate about he was like all of the stereotypes about what a liberal is when he was the mayor of new york he was he was outlawing you know uh sugary drinks and stuff like that and it's like no motherfuckers just want to drink mountain dew before they go to their shitty fucking job in the morning leave them the hell alone you know right what would my dad do if he couldn't drink a bottle of mountain dew in the morning before work
0: yeah uh no no you have to have um your you have to have your morning drink imported from ethiopia (laughs) you
1: can't make it right here never think about i've never even considered that but you're totally right (laughs) they would rather you have beans flown across the world than you to just go get a mountain dew in the morning and be a responsible adult that doesn't drink 27 of them in a day like (laughs) you know what man. I'm fine. Well, I'm like a perfectly you. fine person. And I drank a 12-pack of Mountain Dew a day instead of water when I was 19 <laughs> years old. Sure. I fucking can't. I, I didn't start drinking water until me and Katie were together for like three years. And then one time I was like, can I get a drink of your water? And I took a drink and I was like, damn, I should Ooh. try water. Damn, that's, <laughs> that's, that's smack. <laughs> well, it was just like, oh, I'm not thirsty anymore. You know, it's like you would, you. I would be playing. <laughs> <Quenched>. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually quenched. <laughs> I'd be out there playing basketball with two cans of Mountain Dew next to the corner. <laughs> why isn't this fucking working? <laughs> like, why am I always thirsty? God damn it.
0: Yeah. Water quenches that thirst, but they can't do advertisement for water, right? Well, Nestle can. They, yeah, they anybody
1: can, can advertise water, dude.
0: <laughs> I know. It's just not. It's just not. It's just uh, there's no there's no water lobby. They're trying to. I mean, you, yeah, you remember like, seltzer oh yes remember hungry
1: for life thirsty for naya (laughs) no life thirsty for naya oh listen look at mr (laughs) didn't watch mtv in the early 2000s sorry it was like a commercial for bottled water and it would be like hungry for life thirsty for naya and they would play like a a seal song behind it (laughs) it was like seal it was like a real (laughs) shit yeah it was like a seal energy to the commercial and it was like, just get yourself some of that Naya water.
0: We're never gonna survive unless we get a little Naya. The thing water. about me the thing about the shittiest
1: thing in the world about me and water is that like I fall for every single one of the fancy waters. Like, you don't you, but you never got into Voss. Why don't you crack Voss? I drink Voss seltzer water. It's like four dollars a piece, dude. With, like, it's the, the, the most glass wasteful bottle? way to yeah. drink. Yeah, I drink Voss seltzer water you sometimes do? if I'm feeling it. Like I'll just see the big Voss glass and I'm like, oh. But I'll if you fucking tell me you put like extra ions in it or something, I'm like, I'll drink it and I'll be like, damn, I feel like my ions are moving around. <laughs> I'll be honest, whenever water. <laughs> we,
0: when we are on tour. If we go and stop at a gas station, I only buy Fiji water. <laughs> That's true. That's the only water I'll drink. It's the softest water that there is. It's the silkiest water yeah. on the market. <laughs> Somebody,
1: I mean, it's been tested 2,000 times that none of the waters are different. Disagree. But every talk time to I doctor, drink them, I think they're different. No, talk I to
0: Dr. Michio Kaiku about the genetic makeup of water. They all have a different fucking DNA. Every single mm. drop of water is different from another. It's like fucking snowflakes, dude. But you
1: can't control that yeah you can you know what i mean like dasani fiji... isn't like dasani and fiji aren't like functionally different they all they uh... probably
0: both come the, from
1: the same thing well
0: one of them i spit out and one of them i don't so there is
1: a difference <laughs> i drink dasani
0: I, want, just, I would that never that square
2: bottle just makes it taste so pure i think it's soft <laughs> something I I about it is so- softer
1: can i ask you to something very serious yes. right it's now a... this is serious okay okay did you know that evian spelled backwards is naive <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Brian. Who's been on Evian? Who was ever on Evian? <laughs> famous people. Famous like, that people
0: That was were... like famous libs back that in the would 90s. Be, that's Tim, back when Tim, Tim, Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon yeah.
1: were
2: drinking. No, it right is in. a real thing they sell at Sephora's as like Evian like facial spray. It's just water in a spray can.
1: That okay. is that okay. is back when you would be like, these fucking liberals drinking their cappuccinos and their Evian water, yeah. and that was like a thing that you would say to slam liberals. It <laughs> was like, a, they drink cappuccino, okay? Uh, Starbucks killed that, though unfortunately yeah. that guy's not running for president anymore which i really miss him dennis leary mm-hmm. howard kurtz no uh,
2: the um, ceo of him? starbucks
1: remember when he
2: was oh, like i yeah. think i'm gonna he got run for president off the yeah he, he, his presidential campaign there's too <laughs> many he has
1: too many ex
2: employees
1: <laughs> that are like no nah,
0: get the <laughs> fuck out of here i
1: would never vote for a starbucks dude he was the best because he came out and he was like i think i'm gonna run for president and I'll bet you somebody ran up outside of his house and started booing him as soon as he thought about it. He probably it. smashed an egg on his head. People yeah. hated him so much. It yeah. was so funny. It was quick. That was so easy to bully him. I wish it would happen to Bloomberg. I yeah. really wish that It's that weird was the that Bloomberg
0: people thing. are pivoting into uh, an okay with it. Maybe just because they're getting paid. Man, rest in peace. Uh, some of my favorite Instagram memers got taken down in those Mike because Bloomberg DMs. Because he's paying DMs.
2: influencers. I know, but, but like
0: $150, <laughs> like that looks ugly. sorry. Yeah. I mean,. I'm not, like, uh, I-, I know money... As a podcaster, as a lazy-ass piece of shit that makes enough money, I can let $150 yeah. slide
1: to not do a Bloomberg
0: podcast. So we're not going to
2: see a street fight for Mike Bloomberg 2020? No, See, <laughs> like I haven't considered...
1: <laughs> I've considered trying to get the money and then do a really nasty read for him. We'll but, get him uh, to sue
0: us to get $150 back yeah. get him to spend like $3,000 on a lawyer to get $150 from us.
1: Well, no, I, yeah, I've just considered like being like, Hey Mike, you know, uh, if you need an influencer, let me know. And then just say bad stuff about him, but say it actually, it's good. Like, I like Mike
2: Bloomberg because... Yeah,
1: stop and frisk? Uh, Yes, a lot of people call it racist and terrible, but Mike Bloomberg says it's good. That would be, like, one of my (laughs) sponsored (laughs) posts. Yeah. I mean, him doubling down... Him, I thought that, like, you learned everything you needed to learn about, like, the establishment wing of the Democratic Party when they said, oh, he apologized, so... I mean, we ought to, like, let it slide and took him at his word that he reduced arrests when, in fact, he increased arrests and frisks. Yeah. So.
2: And he continued to defend it when it I think New York State found it unconstitutional or something happened and he appealed it. Like, he did everything he could to make sure that shit stayed in place. Yeah,
1: yeah. We're going to take some calls, Brett?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Give me two seconds. Well, I did get correct in the chat. It was Masaro Emoto that uh, that was the one that said that uh, human consciousness has an effect on the molecular structure of water. Well, and let me tell you something,
1: man. Dr. Michio
0: Kaku. He's also good. He has a lot of good.
2: Isn't he an astronomer?
0: Yeah. Well, he does like quantum physics. It's actually shit. called No, He does the quantum
1: physics and shit. Oh,
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah uh but remember there's a difference between astronomy and astrology and, and uh I, we were not talking about neither dr michio kaku is an astrologist <laughs> he's not an life. astrologist okay <laughs> yeah. he's not okay the real science i went to he, school for a thrall i took an astrology class in school no way yeah yeah it's about the stars and stuff cool all Aligning right thanks. to affect my attitude
0: <laughs> thanks for calling street fighter we're we talking to tonight
4: Hey, this is uh Austin in Corbin, Kentucky.
0: How's it going Austin?
4: Pretty good I just uh canvassing seems to be on the menu tonight. uh me and my girlfriend went down to Greenville, South Carolina this weekend uh to try knocking on doors for the first time and we had a uh, a funny a funny cannabis canvassing story that we wanted to uh we wanted to uh let you guys know about Yeah. So, yes, for Should sure. We walk up Yeah, so we're we're in this uh we're in a neighborhood that I recognize from our neighborhood in Greenville as being super shitty. And um and we've got a we've got a name on the on the app. We're looking for this guy, uh Austin this is also my name. So like, all right, this is my guy, my house. And we look, and there's a pickup truck sitting in the driveway, and the dude is sitting in the truck. It's kind of a weird interaction, but we walk up anyway. It's like, hey, man, are you Austin? Um, and then, you know, th- we're new to this, so I'm uh, launching into my stuttery, broken spiel about, hey, are you planning on voting in the primary? And, and he's like, oh, I, hey, I don't really, I don't really know much anything about that. I don't know anything about that. Um, you know, we were trying to like, oh, keep it going. This is one of our first few houses. He's like, so what kind of issues do you care about in the, you know, in the presidential election? He's like, I'm not I'm not really into any of that stuff. And, and I would get out and talk to you guys, but I but I, I just got super hot and I don't want to open the door and get, you know, just, this cloud to roll out on you. He's
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, no, please roll upon us, sweet cloud. Of yeah, Jane. And we, and we,
4: yeah. Yeah. And we were like, actually that would probably make the rest of the day so much easier. And did you know uh, that, you know, Sanders on day one? Um, you know, has all these oh, and yes have legalized and, and suddenly my man who was not really interested in, you know, in all that stuff is, uh, is suddenly interested in voting in the primary in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but he still wouldn't open the door, which was the best part. Um, he was still like super shy about letting the weed smoke roll out of the car.
1: <laughs> that is um, embarrassing though, a little bit. No, it is when I mean, you open some a door. can be. It, you, when you're a stoner. I consider it impressive. Is what I've always yes, thought. But I'm saying when you're when you're a stoner that's sitting in your truck in front of your house getting high, you don't want people to see that. Like that's the stereotype. No, that's not proud. You're right. You know, I wouldn't. Moment, I would be like, no,
0: you're right. I have a I'd studio with my own
1: dab rig in it. I'm
0: not like hitting a one hitter in my truck. Yeah, truck.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you're sitting in your truck getting high. You probably are embarrassed at the amount of weed you just smoked in your truck too.
4: No, if I if I if I if I'm hotboxing my truck by myself, I that's the last thing I want is for people to walk up to me <laughs> or holding clipboards. But he did the right and, move. And and and, and, ha- and and have a nuanced conversation with. I don't I don't want that at all.
0: But he did the right, I mean, the right move is always to just say, Hey, I'm really stoned right now because that just clears the air so that you stop thinking about it. Like they, if they know or not, like you can just get rid of it and be like, please put some kid gloves on right now. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to have my fucking vibe killed right now. So let's talk about something cool. I mean, people, yeah. people tell me about an album you like.
1: People underestimate. I'm, this. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he was about to put his music on, right? I mean, that was his next yeah. move. Yeah. People really under. Uh,
4: that's sure. That's what we interrupted. Yeah.
1: People underestimate this because we make a lot of jokes about stoner dudes and stuff like that over the years, you know. And uh, people really underestimate how important it will be to be able to tell people that on day one he is talking about legalizing yeah. weed. People in ohio that i know yeah are that is their number one issue and then they like don't also don't have any other issues <laughs> it's like that was my number one yeah, issue yeah. in 2008 i fucking in 2008 i bought a fucking yard sign for ron paul okay I don't, like, I don't like anything about Ron Paul one I would never want to be associated with Ron Paul people but I also had zero other politics other than like he's gonna make weed legal and I'll be able to go buy it that was just this, like my that's where only this thing. That's
4: where this conversation started that's where this conversation started was like yeah I don't really I'm not really into all that. And which, honestly, if this guy, if the only politics that this guy's had available to him have been Democratic Democratic Party politics of the past several decades, good for you. You shouldn't be into all that. No, Um, no. We're trying to, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. You got to give people something. I think you got to give people something to believe in before they're going to give a fucking shit about health care. The last time somebody took a shot at fixing health care, it meant that a lot of these people had to spend more money every month in order to get catastrophic health care that doesn't cover anything you know? <laughs> so you got to prove yeah. we need we need proof of concept for a lot of the 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 working class type people i think proof of concept, concept before they even give a, give a fucking shit about this stuff, stuff. you, you know, know a lot I of them don't have college, college debt bet. So, so, they, they don't, don't really care about, about that. that. They, they don't, don't have, have a lot of faith that healthcare is going to get fixed. And every time, time somebody fizzle, fiddles with it, it gets worse for them. Yeah. yeah so, it's, it's we no, that's really exactly that's how, I how I feel.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, mean, feel I feel like, like for me, I mean, starting, starting the show, like, like I've never wanted to lead anybody to anything, I just wanted everybody to get with the fucking program. And if you're, you're all gonna, gonna sweep me up, up into this Bernie Sanders, Sanders thing and make me do Bernie Sanders' fucking healthcare and make me, make me do all this shit, I'd rather have, have someone just force it upon and me and let me bitch about it later. That's how that's I feel. Then fucking and try sit around and try to, try, to try to dice up how exactly, exactly every single dollar is going to be fucking spent, or, or whether or not it's worth it, or why we would try anything else except for making this more equitable for everybody. Right. It just doesn't make like the the that's what everybody is. Everybody is selfish and shit. Where it's like, if it doesn't affect me, do I really give a fuck? No, not really. Like that's. It's, it's a million things wrong with that, but that's where everybody is slotted in. That's where you end up finding yourself is just yeah. – when it comes to it was, these type of large-scale things, you're like, it could never – I mean, I'm just going to work with whatever the people tell me I have to do is what I'm going to do at the end of the day.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: It, it was really cool because not it was like you know I was able to say to this guy, not only does this matter – do you, you know, in your life, in some abstract way, it matters with what you're doing right now? Yeah, yeah, probably, no, that would, your you life know, would be different. Which is probably he's probably burning burning down before he goes to his shitty job to make it, you know, fucking tolerable. We he went ran. up to, uh, yeah. I'll,
1: I'll tell you this: we, we went up to a house that was Democratic voter, and there was a lifted truck in front of it, and we were both like kind of yeah. nervous about going up there because you know it's just bernie's it, Okay. This is what I said on the way up there. I was like, look, if this person is actually a Democrat and not voting for Trump, this lifted truck means Bernie to me. Because that kind of person would be the kind that likes Bernie Sanders. Yeah, blow it up. Yeah. But then when we got up closer to the truck, it had a Lana Del Rey sticker on it. <laughs> I was like, oh, this, is, this will be fucking easy. Yeah. How did it go? <laughs> uh, they weren't. Oh, or they no. didn't answer the door. My, My favorite, favorite thing, thing is, is the hiding people. People hid. Oh, it's, it's the best. You can yeah, hear them so
0: shuffling around so and wild. looking at you. Can see them looking at you and shit. People
1: are so fucking uh, bad oh, at oh, hiding. Oh, so
0: so it, many people is- hid from us.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: and, I, and I wasn't. I wasn't mad window.
1: at them at all. <laughs> Well, Kristen, you had one standing in the window. Yeah,
2: there was a lady standing right in the window, like she, she could look out the window at us. It was like <laughs> next <laughs> to the door. We could see her. See the little she was walking up, and walking up and walking back, and she, and she was pretending that she was doing stuff. But we know, know, like, we she rang the doorbell, we knocked, door, knocked on the door, and she, she just like pretended. And like, like, pretended like, and we we're like, I like, love like, it. I
1: love like, that. I see that to me is such a funny situation to find yourself in. You're in your own house in your own yard and you're afraid to answer your fucking door because somebody's going to talk to you i don't think it's afraid
0: i know it's, it's a choice i think for me you are taking the, you're taking it right to their front door you're going all the way to their front door and saying how hey, i want to talk about politics they know why you're there or the or not and they don't want to fucking deal with you they can pretend like you're going to not gonna they can pretend like you're not there and go on with their day yeah. i've ignored people all the fucking time and i don't give a shit it was i made a decision i wasn't afraid of that i don't think you're it was afraid. just like fuck you i don't have time to talk to you and i don't give a fuck about what you have to say either like
2: half the time it's those people that are trying to sell you like the scam utilities yep. or whatever Respect. Like if i see somebody with a clipboard i'm like i'm trying to like look for their shirt or something because i'm like half the time they're for a, well actually nobody politically canvases me i've gotten canvassed once in 10 years yeah but like when, so whenever people come to my door, it's always like they're trying to sell me shit. And I'm not. Over that. Yeah, I did have if a. Somebody,
4: if somebody comes with a clipboard to my door, they're probably I probably forgot to pay my electric bill. That's me, too. I wasn't able to pay my electric bill. And probably, the lights are probably
5: about to go off.
1: I had a really great one where we get to this guy's house. We knock on his door. He comes to the door and he's like, you interrupted my Monopoly game. How nice! A that's psycho a, way to answer. No, that's door. great.
0: That's like telemarketers when you used to call, and they're like, "You interrupted dinner," and it's like, "Okay, well, I've got a great deal for you. It's going to save you money on dinners in the future."
1: So she was like, "We're out here canvassing for Bernie Sanders," and he was like, "You do not want to talk to me about that." And we were like, "All right, dude, later." We just Smart. Left. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, I, I I don't think I want to talk. To I you. play Monopoly because I enjoy them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think a capitalist economy should have like, I'm monopolies.
3: Really this game is going very well
1: for me. <laughs> yeah, that's- it is probably hard to get into socialism when you're playing Monopoly. Yeah. I guess you know it's like oh you know I'm trying to buy a Boardwalk and Park Place and I'm a slumlord on on uh, the purple properties and well, I don't. Actually,
2: invented to like promote like socialism and be anti corporate I got sanitized when they. Right, you know
1: people. Yeah. Though we're I know, never going to see that for what it was supposed to
0: be. No, it, it's exactly like capitalism in the way that we all hate the game. None of nobody ever fucking wins at it, but then we all insist it's like something we should do. Yeah, we have to keep doing. We have to keep playing Monopoly. We have to keep doing America even though we all get
1: fucked over and we're miserable and complain about it every time we do it. I saw Women's Monopoly at, at Walmart not too long. It's, at, it's not Women's Monopoly. What does that mean? It's actually more PC. It's called Ms. Monopoly. Oh, uh, okay. That's second wave feminism? <laughs> yeah, it's <Right. and> some feminism. <laughs> So here's the thing about Ms. Monopoly. <laughs> She's an independent woman. The difference between Ms. Monopoly and uh Men Monopoly for Men, the traditional game is I call it, yeah. Is, I call it Mr. Monopoly. like yeah, I, I call it Monopoly for men. Macho <laughs> Monopoly <laughs> Monopoly <laughs> for Men. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the original, original Monopoly was, was originally made just, made for, just for men. men. Yes. Uh, in, in, in Ms. Ms. Monopoly, the, the women start out with more money than the guys. guys. And, and you get more when you pass go. And I'm like, I'm sure women love that. I mean, it really makes you think having advantages in the, the game, game so the way they win, win, you can, can just see that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you got it now. now.
2: That will solve it. Uh, well, uh, well it's, it's just funny because like if my wife won
1: Ms. Monopoly
2: playing against, against me, me against I'd be like, hey, like "You fucking, fucking win. Win. win!"
1: You know? Yeah. You, you win? win. It
3: is what's oh, oh great, there's echo.
6: I know what it is, but I can't really fix it. All right, what's the echo? What is it? It's fine.
0: Okay. I think what's going on right is uh one of the mic
3: which is maybe like a condenser mic or something That's because the two mics are plugged into the same thing.
1: one of them needs power and the other one doesn't need power, it's, oh, power. It's, it's about, about power hey, guys hey thanks so. for calling yeah, in, man yeah I appreciate it, it. It's, it's all, yeah, all about power, power mostly you know yeah. for, people for people that are wondering what the echo is from jason, jason knows, knows now, now and it's power power stuff. Everything, everything just revolves around power power structures It's It's like, like I I say say that word a lot, sounds smart. What was was the the
0: biggest fuck up that you had that will probably
1: like wake you up in the middle of the night or that you'll just think of and make your like scalp sweat? I think that like the reason I will not canvas again. And now I have promised that I will raise money this, this election site. I promise people I will raise money for the campaign. No problem doing it. I'll stand on a stage and tell people to donate. I'll donate money, right? But the reason I won't is because the first door I went to, I rung the doorbell. The guy came to the door, and I was—I had a script of something I was supposed to say, and what I said was, "Hi, we're gonna hey, we're canvassing for Bernie." And then the guy was like, "Okay." And then I had to be <laughs> bailed out, and I was like, "You know what? This you is, pulled the ripcord." Yeah, I could—I couldn't do it's it. It's a training mission. This happens. You know what? I don't want to do. No, there's more to it than that, though. There's, burning. There, that's basically <laughs> what I did. I walked up and was like doing that tap you on the shoulder. Burning. Yeah. Yeah? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What is that? What is that roused up in you? Yeah. But, any, but anyway, the other part about it that I I don't think I can do it and that I don't think I'm good at it for is that when they do answer your question... The follow-up questions made me deeply uncomfortable every single time. Like, I just couldn't do it. Because they answer who they're leaning towards, right? And most of the time, it's old people. And they say that I'm not going to tell you who I'm voting for, which is so weird. (laughs) Like, the weirdest thing in the world. But anyway, they ask you who you're going to vote for. And then uh, after that, you say, what issues matter to you? And that part right there, to me is like I'm uncomfortable asking that question. You don't want to hear what people you don't want to know what people think, like what matters to them. I just don't think people care about any issues. I don't think presidential elections are even about issues anymore. I feel you like, like-
0: From my point of view, I always wince when I talk to regular people because they're all so fucking conservative. They say racist. Like you never meet like a you never meet a randomly radical person. You have to like (laughs) you have to seek them out. It's hard to find somebody that just is uh, you know can get with it. There's so many people like
1: that just say weird shit. I found that there's a lot of like center left people who consider themselves socialists, but like they don't. They don't have it. Believe they any like of the principles of socialism. Stuff, right. <laughs> yeah. They just like saying they're I'm like, a socialist. Give those fucking pathetic scrubs some money. I'm a socialist. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. They like welfare. They're like yeah, I like means tested like welfare welfare's tight. Well, Brian, I do like, like that. I do yes people who think that the fire department is the peak of socialism but there are my dad i'll be talking to my dad like yeah i think i'm like a socialist a little bit probably more of a communist but you know i don't think communism is going to happen in the united states so i don't like put my support behind the socialists i like the socialists and my dad will be like you think i'm not a socialist i'm from canada <laughs> and i'm like but that doesn't like mean that you're anything yeah. really yeah. there are conservatives in canada we, actually we, did you know there are conservatives in canada
0: <laughs> we have canadian socialists all the time they're like stop
1: fucking saying it's great here shit is not going well <laughs> <laughs> well i think my dad thinks i don't know what he thinks like how he thinks being from canada makes him socialist other than they're like they have health care yeah they're famous for that health care they
0: just have health care up here it's like a shorthand i guess
1: but it doesn't mean socialist is what i'm saying yeah you know, no,
0: the healthcare is socialism. A lot of hosers
1: up there definitely. that don't like the healthcare. Yeah, I mean, I guess in my upbringing, I feel like there are a lot of people up there that don't, or there. I guess there are a lot of people up there that would vote to cut the healthcare. Oh, for sure. Yeah, saying. you
0: could definitely convince people to do that. Yeah,
1: because you're right, dude. I think people are, and this isn't a natural state at all. But I do think people. Regular ass people that don't pay attention to politics and stuff like that. Now, I think that their politics would be left if they had seen an example of a leftist. But I do think that they trend towards conservatives because when you do talk to people that i mean people will tell you the wildest shit sometimes like i've had just people tell me like i think women shouldn't go to work i've had people telling me all kinds of shit and you're like why do you believe this you know yeah i've had people at jobs tell me i don't vote and i'm like oh really you don't vote she's like yeah i don't want to register and i said why and she was like because then you got to go to jury duty and i'm like i've never been a jury duty. (laughs) yeah i don't think (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) like people just believe wacky shit because the news in this country is not serious is the least serious i don't yeah. think it's serious anywhere but i can say just from watching it here no it's a funny show that comes on tv <laughs> that is either going to make you laugh because somebody said something stupid or mad because somebody said something racist <laughs> yeah yeah all right what's
0: your next caller let's get a call on thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to hello Is oh it a skeleton no, no it's oh not a skeleton no. it was a bad click what's up,
7: what's up? What's up? hey what's hey, up hey, hey, yo,
0: hey.
1: hey it's jeff from new orleans
0: howdy thanks thanks for calling in
1: you don't hear me i hear you we can hear you can you hear us i can hear y'all y'all sound beautiful oh you do too actually i'm gonna tell you you have a beautiful voice it's, it's very deep you should do a podcast actually I'm you know I he, does.
7: On. he does he does uh it's called good morning
1: comrade Eminem oh it's, it's, Eminem Eminem it's scott okay uh you should also be applying to be here's a qu- here's something i think for you you should apply to be mm-hmm. the voice on movie trailers <laughs>
7: <laughs> okay cool. yeah well how, where do i apply for that do you know who do I
1: send that to? I don't know. But that list has that job. You have a deep voice, is what I'm trying to say. You don't sound like me and Brett, who sound like uh uh Ohio hillbillies, really. <laughs> hey seeds. Hey seeds. You you do have like okay. a oh hello, I'm uh hey comrades. How's it? Y'all going? sound okay. okay. y'all sound all right. All we right, what's have, a, we we have up. a different
0: setup, Jeff?
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking into a mic that I hold now and I am uh, lounging. <laughs> Let me tell you. I don't know if, I don't know if people on the stream can even see me.
0: I went, I went Brian to know this is the same Jeff that drove us all the way to Kaiju Big Battle at midnight in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, or wherever the fuck that place is. We went. Is. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, it was, was it from
7: Jefferson Ken, It was in Kenner back to uh like basically the ninth ward. I mean, so everywhere.
6: probably like yeah. a 20.
0: Yeah, it was awful. Yeah.
7: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was my pleasure. It was great to see you guys, and I can't wait to see y'all again in New Orleans. Oh, nice we're never coming back, though. That's we we gotta the problem. We got to go with Tom, man. We got
0: to go with Tom. I know. Uh, look, we Terrence, lost, too, lost because to Terrence Tom. cuts loose. Terrence is bundled
1: up. Terrence is nuts. But
0: he's a good sport. He's one of those guys that when it is time to get down, he doesn't make it weird. He's like, all right, I'm in. Like, I'll, oh, I will fucking you know do something outrageous i know
1: i always say we're not doing new orleans but here's what i think and and this is just a guess and this isn't planned out or anything but i'm fairly certain we're taking all the boys with us for the conventions and the rnc is in the south and that is a time that i can see us hitting new orleans Mm -hmm, maybe we should do it with the boys the rnc's in charlotte rick flair we might
7: be, I mean, it's a long drive but we might be able to make that out with gmc honestly i mean we were talking about doing the uh, rnc dnc and possibly the libertarian convention just for yuck i would do the libertarian I don't know where
1: convention when's that oh,
7: absolutely i don't know where it is i don't know when it is i want to know all the information as soon as possible though because i will definitely go to that just just to just to see it because last time if y'all remember some guy just, like, stripped himself down and started, like, dancing in yeah. in his underwear or something. <laughs> you remember that. He started taking like, his clothes like pretty, off. Also, Yeah, the place to be is libertarian convention, apparently. That's where the shows happen.
0: That's where uh, Gary Johnson got booed for suggesting people should have driver's licenses. <laughs> 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 which i agree i would have booed the shit on that motherfucker for well, something like that yeah
1: come on man we're trying to fucking people what do you hurt. believe in fiat currency now too you know <laughs> yeah. what's come going on, on here live your truth uh uh yeah i mean we're gonna be in milwaukee for sure uh trying to oh, figure cool. out how we're gonna do that now because it, there's no venues there's fucking no venues this year i've not had this much trouble booking venues since 2017 now it's like Milwaukee is like "Oh no, we're not available that day." You know, but I think we have an ace in the hole in our pocket with Means TV that might be able to make it happen. So we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But then also, but yeah, I think it's not we wouldn't do just Charlotte to New Orleans. We probably do Charlotte Atlanta something, something New Orleans, you know? Yeah.
8: Or something out
5: or whatever. We try I mean, Birmingham. Like, you know,
8: or- yeah it, be, oh
7: it's a, i mean it's a big of a deal and and we do kind of want to uh start doing some some more outward facing shows going forward so that's kind of in the works This turned into a planning meeting i not meaning for that to happen you know
1: jeff <laughs> i'm gonna tell you something about that kind of thing that you're talking about it sucks um and it is scary and good luck good luck on it i think uh Great. we have tried no i'm just saying that we have tried uh, numerous times numerous times to do stuff outside you know like interview people get people walking by get get like a man on the street thing and we chicken out every single time like it's just uh it it's scary people are weird but they will i mean if you have the guts to talk to people on the street they will talk into a microphone for you that is for so, sure. oh yeah i've
7: noticed that too and i've also noticed that like Uh, one of the things that we've gotten some like really good guests on GMC over the, you know, six months that it's been happening. And the best way to make it happen is you just cold DM somebody and just say, Hey, come on the show. You know, (laughs) people say yes a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. People like doing shows, man. I I mean, that's how I, I I mean, I'm a little scared to cold DM anybody. So like I, Mm -hmm. they have to be like, that's how you get on the show basically is I have to know you and know that you would probably say Yes. (laughs) in order to ask you to do the show <laughs> yeah i mean i i am uh am excited to see what you guys do i mean we we want to, like i said we're starting a tv show we we talked about this i think last last week on the basement show we're going to be doing our our tv show on means that's going to be like a separate entity and one of the things i really want to do is take it out of the studio uh i want to i want to take us out and get us out on the street doing stuff but again me and brett we had uh we bought all equipment to uh broadcast from the inauguration and we tried it for like six minutes and we were like never mind This <laughs> is too <laughs> fucking weird for what remember we were at the inauguration we got all that equipment to- yeah it wasn't good equipment um yeah
0: i wasn't confident in the way it looked you need like when nick comes around with that big huge camera that's when people feel like starstruck if you're running around with like an iphone with a fucking aux cable running off the bottom of it you look janky yeah yeah Yeah, if you have your
7: like your power shot and you're doing like 15 minutes at the maximum of video people are just like what the fuck are you
0: doing
1: yeah (laughs) i mean but a lot of the journalists just use their iphones Sure, and it seems to work mm-hmm. out. I have for suits, though. So we can't afford suits. We could. <laughs> I mean, we'll do the bonobos bit? And then now, I'll have I'm a suit. suit. You have to wear I'm a suit. suit. Actually, if you go to one of the conventions, you have to wear a suit. That's like a rule. Really? Yeah, even if just in town. Period. If you're in, if you're in Charlotte for the RNC, which, by the way, if if Bernie is not the nominee, highly recommend the DNC. But if you can only go to one i highly recommend the rnc it was amazing last year Uh um people are fucking first of all there's leftists screaming at people in the streets and they're so outnumbered you know what i mean so like 11 leftists will just walk into the public square and start screaming at people and then they scream back and it's incredible and also uh People will be there open carrying, which is very weird. People will, uh, uh they, they, it's like a carnival atmosphere it, it, uh, as opposed to the DNC, which was like a funeral is what it felt like the last time we were there. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're horrible. They actually put Deep a fence. <laughs> they made a fence so that you couldn't get within a mile of them. Like, they they made you get off of the subway if you weren't wearing a lanyard at the stop like two stops before the arena and like walk the rest of the way. The DNC was, I mean, they had less security at the RNC. The RNC seemed more opened up, uh, people just out walking around. Friends of Cole were out there doing some gigs. Chuck Todd was out there doing some shit, you know? There were big mural yeah. painters painting like Donald Trump flying the Challenger and stuff like that. It was uh, <laughs> a very weird place to be, okay. and I can't recommend it more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll th- I might take Jeff on that. I mean, especially if
7: it's closer. Uh, I mean, I could. Charlotte, no problem. That's
1: easy. Yeah, I mean, the, the Milwaukee thing is probably going to be fun because everybody's going to be there, but the RNC is just a wacky fucking place, man. It's a wacky convention. They got a wacky candidate, and all the people that are like his big surrogates, also very wacky. So there is just yeah. stuff going well, on and- the whole time that is just weird. And you, you I, I also like going to the conventions because you see... People from like you just see the people that you hate on MB- MSNBC just walking around. Yeah. It's like you just, I took a picture with Chris Hayes, the guy that I fucking think is a baby. <laughs> he has the brain of a baby. And I took a picture with him. Uh, Tucker Carlson. I'll tell you this story from the RNC. Me and Matt uh, Chrisman were in his car. And in uh, Tucker Carlson's car? No, we were in Matt's car. <laughs> driving out of Cleveland and Tucker Carlson was smoking a cigarette on the corner (laughs) of like one of these roads. And I got my phone out to get a picture of him. And Tucker Carlson walked over to the car and stuck his head in the passenger window and started yelling at me and Matt. And it was fucking crazy. (laughs) What was he mad about? He he was just saying, what, you want a picture? You want a picture? You fucking, you think I'm a freak? You think I'm a weirdo? You want a picture? And it was just like, okay. (laughs) Wow. It was wild. That's intense. Yeah. Yeah, that was my uh, experience with Tucker Carlson. We actually think there is a picture that we got of him with his head in Matt's car. Oh, yeah, I remember the pic. <laughs> I saw the pic. Yeah, where he's just <laughs> peeking in the passenger window. Ah, Good times. 2020. We're headed into that time now in 2020 when everybody's going to go wild. I mean, blood I really blood but, feud. Do you, I, well, what do you think about... Uh, I'm going to ask Brett this. Kristen, you don't talk to your parents, right? I don't know. Do you know any Trump people?
2: Um, I think there are some at work, but I try not to talk to them Okay,
1: Jeff, do you know, is your father-in-law Trump? Is there any Trump people that you know?
7: I was just talking to my mother-in-law today because she was... So So I got two stories real quick. First off, I ordered a pizza yesterday, and when the pizza guy came by, he saw my Bernie sign. He was like, that's awesome. Nice. And then the second thing... Is that like my mother in law who lives four houses away from me, she was talking about like putting out a Trump sign in her front yard. And I was like, do that, that's fine, but we're gonna give you shit for it. And it sounded to me like she was looking for a safe space where she wouldn't be like pressed <laughs> or giving any any crap for it. And I'm just like,
0: that's just not gonna happen. People yeah, are gonna I get mean,
7: mad at you if you do this. Yeah, like, you can't just by. hide.
0: I mean, you cannot put right. a sign out and just live inside your house and support Trump. But if you're going to outwardly put a sign out there, you're just going to deal with the ramifications of that. Yeah, yeah.
1: it is a statement, yeah, by I'm the putting way. Putting a Trump sign out in front of your house now in 2020 really is like a confrontational statement that you're making because yeah. you do. And and I think the same thing about a Bernie sign. To tell you the truth, in your yard, you're being confrontational, and you should have you should be willing to take whatever the brunt is of that confrontation. I think you're taking a strong stand with Trump or Bernie Sanders. I think you're taking a very strong stand and that you should expect confrontation. For anybody. about Michael
0: Bloomberg. Like that person that has a Michael Bloomberg sign in the Black, Black Lives Matter. I mean, you are inviting me I have to inquire about this. I but have to know what the this, fuck you're
1: thinking. If you do vigilante canvassing, <laughs> it will be my best. But anyway, so the question I had for you, uh, uh, the question I want to ask is, uh, so the people that you know in your life that support Trump, what do you think your relationship is going to be like with them in the event of a Bernie Sanders versus Trump election this summer? like it kicks off we're talking it, it'll probably what it kicks off in august if it's that so we got august, september, october and in the beginning of november and uh I'll start because I I think my my father-in-law will like completely separate from me and my wife. You think you'll be the, it'll be it'll yeah. be over? I think it will. I think he will be that I I really truly believe that he will be angry in a way that will cause something to happen and and he know he will know you know what I mean, like he will know that I am doing stuff like canvassing and shit like that, he will know that I am for this, uh. and when they turn their sights on us, when they turn their sights on the other side, I think their the their type of anger and their type of politics is going to alienate a lot of, they're going to alienate people in a different way, I think this time, you know, Mm -hmm. because last time they were like, oh, Hillary Clinton, and you were like, I don't give a fuck about Hillary Clinton. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I feel like we we do the same shit.
0: I mean, everybody that voted Trump in 2016, it's just going to be paybacks. It's all like schoolyard fucking bullshit. It's just going to be, it's the same thing. Like how many Trump people, how many people voted Trump that we never spoke to them again and they're just going to do it back. This seems like a, the perfect circumstance. I feel like they don't have the the ground to really give up on relationships because they don't have any left.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just, they've
0: already alienated people so much. I don't know. The Bernie Sanders probably would be, that would make my life a lot easier if the Trump supporters in my life decided they didn't want to fuck with me anymore.
1: You think so? Do you yeah, think I would they love would that. do that? Do you feel like they would? No, I don't think so. You don't think so you don't think they'll take it? Because I, the reason I, I've been, what do you think, Jet? What do you think your mother-in-law is gonna be like this summer? If, if this is the outcome?
5: So
7: I'm, I'm kind of in a, um, a bit in, in, in terms of like how Trump and also Bloomberg specifically at this point right now is kind of pushing forward, I'm kind of in a position because of the, because I'm a teacher, right? And my school, I just found out like a couple of weeks ago that my school is like in, in, like on deck to be closed and like consolidated into, into a more friendly, like charter position. So I can basically do this thing where I'm saying, like, I'm being directly affected by this Trump shit. And if you support this, then you're supporting my school closing. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh that but you can't do they would they think that's unfair, I believe. That would be an unfair yeah. move. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I just think I think that like if it is if it's anybody versus Trump except for Bernie Sanders, I think everything's fine. It's a lot between yes. you and other I think that if it's Bernie Sanders versus Trump they will see this as being in the fight of their lives yes. against communism yes yeah, yes is what yes. they will see and i think that that will change the way that they deal with that will change the way that they look at all of their relationships and anybody that is supporting this guy you know what i mean i think maybe if it was just a thing where it's like well i you know he's the nominee and i'm going to vote for him i guess yeah you know what I mean? I don't think that would be a big deal, but I do think that if I am a supporter of him on my podcast, if I'm raising money for him and stuff like that, I might as well just fucking be a communist red guard guy coming yeah. into town and fucking trying to take away all of his freedom. And I yeah. think that that will piss him off. And I, I, mm-hmm. I truly believe that it will piss him off and he, he will not like me anymore. Yeah. I mean, most of the people
0: I think in my life are spineless as shit. And like I said, yeah. they're going to, all they're going to do is be like, you know, uh, fucking CVS wanted six dollars for a prescription. I thought this was supposed to be free. You know, just ignoring <laughs> the fact that they were paying twenty eight for their prescriptions a few years ago. Right. You know, right. It, it, whatever it is, like they're going to be complaining, but I don't think they're they are they are I don't think they're fired up enough or about it enough to actually well, like live that shit. And
1: Brett's a king. In a way, because of the way he lives his life. I admire the way Brett lives his life, and I try to do that. But with his family, he somehow has them. He always, they're constantly convinced that they're living on a razor's edge with him. That he will fucking cut them off and they will (laughs) never see their granddaughter again. For the smallest slight. And so they just have to walk on eggshells the whole time when they're around him, which I want that kind of fucking life. Everybody wants to debate me.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe if I'd had a kid, that would have worked out. I think a different approach,
7: like, um, mine is mostly, like, when I, when I um, talk about this kind of stuff with people who, like, who are... You know, supporters of Trump or whatever. I'll I'll put it in terms that they can understand, which is essentially that: Wow, I have like fifty thousand dollars of student loan debt. This guy says he's going to forgive it. I'm going to vote for him. You know, this guy says he's not going to attack. He's not going to. He's going to put a moratorium or a ban on charter schools, and he's going to pay teachers sixty thousand dollars a year. Um, I'm gonna support that guy. I just make the, the kind of common sense, like self interested argument. Yeah. Even though like Medicare are other things that I agree with. When I when I have engagements with these folks, I kind of highlight the stuff that makes the most sense in the terms that they understand.
0: Yeah. That's the way I push it forward. I just think there is yeah when I mean, you're talking to selfish people. Trump people are selfish
1: people. Yeah, right. And, yeah, I and I think, think, they're, they're, think there's they're, they're, even if you understand it. I just think they're going to be filled with extra anti-communist pap fire this time. I really believe... I think they are very afraid of him. And, and one, I think they're afraid of him because they think he can win. And two, they're afraid of him because they think that he's going to fucking turn us into the USSR. like He's going to get a new American flag that has a hammer and sickle on it and he's going to fucking... You know what I mean? Like I I truly believe that's what they think. And if you're going to fucking... I'll argue all day. I don't care. I just wish people... Again, my wish in this world is for people to look at me like they look at Brett instead of looking at me like they look at me where they're like, I would like to debate this man. That's... My father-in-law fucking looks at me like... My father in law sees me coming over to his. He finds out I'm coming over to his house, and this and this fucking dude is like, "Oh my god, this is my chance! I haven't fucking yelled at a a, a leftist in fucking six months. I can't wait to do it, you know." And uh, I, I it makes me nervous. It makes me nervous for my wife because my wife is uh okay. Erica Erica is cutthroat too.
0: I actually saw Erica say. Uh, to her family that blood doesn't mean anything (laughs) and a lot of them were like really fucking like surprised by that and she was like no i mean you have to like build an actual relationship on stuff that you know we can agree upon i don't care who the fuck is related to me at all (laughs) and they were just like gobsmacked and i couldn't believe that she was just saying it out loud i'm nicer than
1: that well you did fucking but here's the thing and and You've said this on the show, but it is not like really a part of Brett lore, and it's something that is Brett lore to me because it's something that I truly admire. Is that in 2003, Brett got kicked out of his house for fucking saying he was he didn't like George W. Bush, right? <laughs> like that was yeah, you, you fucking. Uh, you, tell them because it people never talk about this you've probably said it twice on the show in the 10 years we've been doing it and i and i think it's like such a window into how you are with your family i'm i I, i'm sorry what's that
0: you're a better man than i am on that i I, i'm 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 not trying to get any sort of accolades but it was at the time i just basically said that you know, I just laid out my position and why I was against George Bush and all the interest that he had in 9-11 and shit like that. <laughs>
1: yeah, but th- let me, s- hold on. Brett was a 9-11 truther too, but.
0: <laughs> was? <laughs> but was,
1: was? Yeah, but was. I know last <laughs> night somebody said something about 9-11 truth and Brett was like, finally. you mean that 9-11 is not true?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just, I've always pushed it. I just pushed it to the point where like, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to be suppressed by anybody. I'm always willing to storm out and just walk somewhere. Like, no one can stop me from saying anything because I'll just start walking somewhere. I don't this give motherfucker a fuck. will <laughs> storm out of the
1: house and he will walk about 15 miles and poop his pants <laughs> Yeah. if you fucking say something mean to him. Yep. Okay? Yep. He will come to my house and sit down and say, I did poop my pants on the way here. <laughs> but I'm very, I'm glad. I'm so mad at my dad right now. <laughs>
0: sometimes you get so worked up you shit your pants
1: sometimes you get so mad at your dad you just take a crap in your pants and walk 17 miles well Jeff thanks for calling tell everybody where to
7: find you you can check us out on goodmorningcomrade.com I did want to say one more thing about Bloomberg though cool yeah so this uh, week Randy Weingarten the president of the American Federation of Teachers was the teachers union that I'm a member of uh, she kind of like when when she was asked about if Bernie Sanders could, uh, could like become a pre like like, you know, beat the Democrats and get the nomination and all that other shit, um, she just like unpromptedly brought up Bloomberg, and her and, and she's got this like weird history, of of bringing him up or like being sort of like in agreement with him when she's a union leader and all he ever does is spend hundreds and tens of millions of dollars against education and like like breaking off workers and that's so messed up that i think it's important that you know teachers and and people that are able to hold randy weingarten accountable uh do that definitely do that so keep your eyes out because um i think there's gonna be something coming out in the next couple days Taking her sort of like task on that kind of stuff. So keep 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 watch that space, and also you can check out uh, Good Morning Comrade on WHIVLP New Orleans one to two point three. Uh, you can get more information at uh, GoodMorningComrade dot
0: yeah, okay. Thanks for calling in. Brian, for calling him, buddy. Brian showed so much growth, he finally didn't laugh at WHIV. I didn't. <laughs> I was going to mention that I didn't say it, too. Yeah, so You got to let somebody else give you credit. You can't give Thank it to you yourself. Stuff,
1: but I like to give myself a little bit of a pat on the back for mm. being good.
0: Really? All right. Th- th- like, thanks for calling, hey, buddy.
1: buddy. Yeah.
0: I, you hug yourself, too?
1: I, Me? I yeah. give myself... I, I do self-high-five. You just do a self- self-high-five remember that yeah that was hot (laughs) so DDP you've seen him on wrestling Kristen is one of the greatest we got her into wrestling yeah Kristen open minded Open
0: minded individual, uh, that now watches AEW Dynamite Wrestling every Wednesday with us at Elevator Brewing in Columbus, Ohio.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Come out, it rules. The more people that are there, the more fun it is. But yeah, I'm totally into it.
1: I want to tell people like the lash, uh, for people that watch wrestling, there is a storyline going on between MJF, who is like a rich kid guy, uh, rich young guy, and Cody, who is like, uh, the man we must protect with our lives because he's the greatest man that's ever lived. Uh, and uh, MJF kicked him in the nuts and and made him lose a championship match that was very important. So Cody really wanted a, a, a Cody really wanted a, a match with him at this next pay per view. But MJF, being a horrible villain, laid out three different stipulations in order for him to get the match. One, he's not allowed to touch Cody, or Cody's not allowed to touch MJF at all until the pay per view. Yeah. Two. Uh, He had to wrestle in a steel cage against MJF's big, tall man that Wardlow. His bodyguard. Terrifying guy. He is very big. And he can jump five and a half feet vertical jump. Wow. I saw a video of it today. And then three... Cody had to let them hit him with a belt 10 times. Yeah, and, lashings. 10, uh, 10, lashing. lashes, on 10 lashes And we watched the 10 lashes, and everybody in the bar was standing up and screaming. It was, awesome. it was awesome. It was amazing. And it was so fucking fun and awesome. I, it was such a throwback. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I, I can't recommend enough coming and watching wrestling with us, because we we really do have a really great time, And it, it even you- if you don't watch it you know yeah what's your history with wrestling have you ever watched it before
2: so i watched it when i was really really little um like i was adopted when i was nine so this was like back when i was in foster care but like so i would have been like seven okay maybe? okay um it was back when like with with the two different undertakers and like you're trying to figure out which was the real one but they had I different colored that. socks there was brett and ellen hart like okay um
1: okay the classic stuff i loved that i loved the two undertakers even though it's like historically one of the worst stories they ever did because you know the undertaker's a big star the other undertaker not so much because he's not the
2: undertaker you
1: know what i mean he's just a random guy dressed like the undertaker but that storyline because of the age i was yeah captivated me i'm like what if somebody fucking said they were brian you know (laughs) What if some dude just fucking showed up and said he was the other Brian Quinby, you know?
2: Like, it kind of scarred me because I was watching the um event where Owen Hart died.
1: I was too. So, like, oh that no. scarred
2: me on wrestling pretty early, but, like, now watching it, it's just, like, I'm doing so much political shit all the time, and it's, like, really great, and I'm glad I'm doing it, and I get a lot out of it, but it can be, like, a slog sometimes. It can be draining, and it's, like just a part of my week that's just pure fun it's yeah just nothing serious it just rules it's fun it's like watching like these amazing performers who can do this crazy shit just like
0: yeah that's i mean that's what got grabbed me back into it was after charlotte was born it's a sport that happens every single week there's no season for it so like you can always be watching it so it's just this yeah. reliable thing that you can go back to Every single week and escape and do your thing and then go back to, you know, your regular bullshit. And,
1: and when it's over every week, you know, you're like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens on the next one. I got to yeah. know what's going to fucking happen. It They do. I mean, that's one of the things like TV. I mean, like Breaking Bad, right, is a show that everybody really likes. And one of the reasons for that, I think, is at the end of every episode, they fucking made you go. I have to see what's yeah. going to happen on the next episode. I think wrestling when it's at its best does exactly that, that, that like, it's not, uh, uh, it's not particularly sophisticated and the stories are very simple, Mm -hmm. but they're stories that are sort of timeless stories that like, um, you just want to see how they're going to do it every time, you know? And, and, uh, once you start to understand, like even how they put these things together, how they put these shows and these stories together, you really get a lot out of like watching one play out and, You know, I've said this before, but I think there is something really fucking cool about, like, people going out together into that ring and putting on a match that they haven't really talked about before the match and not talking about it. They're not talking in the ring. They're not, like, going, like, hey, they don't, like, whisper to each other. Sometimes they do, but, like, they do it. They don't. They whisper. I, mean, but if I, they whisper, I don't think you have that much insider knowledge. I mean, but I, think <laughs> I see them
0: talking to each other all the time. I
1: think if they whispered to each other, I don't want to take away the. You're trying to take away the magic of wrestling now by saying there's they're not like running a scam on you. No, I think they are, but I think it's cool that they cooperate with each other almost wordlessly. They cooperate in order to, to scam us, the thing and they qu- they do,
0: but they aren't like on the fly making that up.
1: Well, I mean, they don't decide every spot before they do it. I know that they, but when you're doing it on TV, you do have to tell the cameras where to be and shit like that. I know that, but I just think it's a fucking cool thing. I know they're not writing the promos on there because you can tell when they write the promos. And it's just cool. It's cool. It's like a real fucking, if you go see it live, especially if it's not on camera, it just feels like it's fucking, off. It, you know, it can yep. sometimes feel very off the rails. I think the AW, cool.
0: the dark match, the sunny kiss was like my favorite match that we saw live in Cleveland. Yeah. 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 That was a good
1: one. I, I, I like Darby. We got to see Darby yeah. get his uh, throat crushed on a skateboard.
2: Oh God. I forgot about that. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't get why everyone was so into darby like before we went to the live show but um like seeing him in that like setting where you could see it from above and see all the shit he was doing it was like oh holy shit he's fucking amazing like how does he in that i don't i still can't figure out how they did that skateboard they basically just like put it
1: right under his just
2: throat onto a oh you just
1: put it right here <laughs> under your chin yeah. and then he makes it look a lot hard it looked yeah. like he got hit a lot harder than he did that's like a really classic story there's ricky the dragon steamboat the macho man hit him in the throat with a ring bell and he couldn't talk all the way through the build because Uh, I think Vince McMahon thought Ricky the Dragon Steamboat isn't a very good talker, so it's like, let's just take his fucking voice away, and then boom, we got this whole thing set up with Randy Savage doing it, and it was, like, one of the more successful things, and this is, like, sort of a callback to, like, this young fucking punk Sammy Guevara fucking wrecked Darby Allin's throat, and now he can't talk, and people love him, and Sammy Guevara... Is another guy that, like, I just look at him and I'm like, he just goes out there and makes people mad and I love him. He's yeah. yeah.
0: good. Yeah. No, he has a good future. I mean, I want to see where he's 10 years from now. I like, to, I think he'll be great.
1: I think heel wrestler is the most fascinating job, I think, uh, uh, in entertainment. And that, like, you do go stand in a room full of people that hate you. Yeah, And, like. Uh, a W has real ones, too. It's not, like, it's not prescripted.
0: Yeah, everybody in the audience like viscerally loves hating the people that are bad. Yeah, everybody there is together like openly hating this person. It's got to be
2: so fun. Like yeah, like Britt Baker, the the dentist lady wrestler. She's my fave. Um, like she, I liked her. She's a good wrestler, but like once she turned heel, like it just got way more fun. Yeah, Yeah. like she's just like ripping teeth out of people's mouths and shit now. (laughs) I mean,
1: (laughs) I always think about like the politically charged eras of wrestling when like they would have the iron chic come out during the iranian hostage crisis (laughs) and fucking cut promos on america and like those that room full of people was just fucking furious and you know Everybody in the back of their head knew it was fake. I mean, like, even, I think, to a certain extent, when I was, like, 12 or 13, I I think I knew it wasn't, like, real. I just didn't know how it wasn't real, you know? I didn't know if, like, oh, maybe they just take care of each other a little bit, but, like, whoever went, like, the the winner isn't pre-decided. You know, I, like, I'm so dumb. When I was 18, when I was 18, I thought Stone Cold Steve Austin was really getting, like, fucked by the company. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the whole storyline with Stone Cold Steve Austin was Vince McMahon hated him, but Vince McMahon was his was his uh, nemesis. And I was like, why is this company fucking with Stone Cold Steve Austin, man? He's obviously the guy everybody wants to see. And it's like, now when I think about him, like the whole show was geared towards Stone Cold Steve right. Austin. Yeah. Like the whole thing was about him. But I really thought that the guy that owned <laughs> the fucking company
2: hated him and didn't want him on TV.
1: Yeah.
2: And I was 18. Eighteen years old. It happens. Yeah. You got to go back to that. It's more fun that way.
1: I know. Well, I do always <laughs> convince myself that it's real. Yeah. Like if I'm in the middle of watching it, you, it might as well just be real because I would get real. just as mad. Yeah. When I'm watching it as a, as a, I mean, I wish that the real world was more like it because I think there is something about it that is refreshing, like, seeing people who are like, no, I, like, cheat to win. Like, to get ahead on stuff, I, like, cheat and like, don't do what you're supposed to do, and I don't care. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's refreshing. Let's get the next call. we need one more? One more, then break. Alright. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
8: Hey, what's up? Howdy. Hey, this is Nathan from, uh, Florida Panhandle. Um... How y'all doing tonight? Doing well. We're uh,
0: planning on making our way down there in uh, April. To the pan? To the Panhandle? No, probably not to the Panhandle. Well, is it
8: Jacksonville on the Panhandle? Yeah, that's
0: okay. No,
8: no, Jacksonville's like on the fucking Atlantic. Um, but no, I'm definitely going to try to make it out. I'm looking forward to seeing what those, big uh, cities days. in the Panhandle? Um, well, there's Tallahassee, and then there's Pensacola, which is where I'm at, which is like three hours east of uh, New Orleans. Um, it's not, like, huge, but, uh, yeah, we're out here. They call it the Forgotten Coast. We're, like, the part of war that doesn't <laughs> exist. It's more like a redneck than uh Cuban, you know? Excellent. So, is it... Lower uh... Lower Alabama, they call it. Okay.
0: All right. Well, I don't know. I guess we got to make our way out there at some point.
1: Yeah, we'll figure it out. I mean, we're we're down in that part of the country a couple times, or later on in a year, too, so...
8: Yeah, if y'all if you got like a Gainesville date, I'm gonna try to see in Gainesville for sure. Um, yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, mention you mentioned Howard Schultz earlier, the Starbucks CEO, and I just want to say fuck Howard Schultz. Fuck Howard uh, Schultz, fuck that guy. I mean, but uh, don't you wish he yeah, was I'm still here things. getting yelled at though? Yeah, I do. It would be really funny. I would have so many <laughs> great stories to tell. Like, I mean, the, the minute I decided I fucking hated Howard Schultz, which I went from being like a bootlicker who like read his fucking book and was like really all about all the Starbucks shit to like, uh, I don't know, at some point during like the, uh, whole fiscal cliff thing in like 2012 or whatever I was working there. And he put out like, um, he used the company to put out this like pledge to civility is what they called it, uh, oh, during God. the fiscal crisis. And it was just like a, a sheet that we had on a table in like the Starbucks lobby that people were supposed to sign. That was like a pledge to civility, whatever the fuck that meant. Um, and the manager was trying to get all of us as employees to like sign it, and i was I was dumb then. I was like a Ron Paul libertarian Same, you buddy. know, but I was still just like i was I know, I know, oh, hey, that's how it goes in the Florida Panhandle. I mean, I don't know. it was the way to rebel against like the Southern Baptist shit was to be a libertarian. it's kind of sad. Can I more, real more, quick more, say, more
1: free. can I real quick say? Y'all remember the fiscal cliff? Yeah. Those were good times. The fiscal cliff. <laughs> the fiscal cliff. You remember the fiscal cliff? Yeah. Me and Brett were doing Street Fight when the fiscal cliff happened, and all we talked about was the fiscal cliff. <laughs> no understanding of what it was. It's like that other thing we talked That's about. That's funny. Uh, we, we talked about a thing very early on. It was like a bank. The tr- AAA credit rating. The credit rating that got reduced. No, the company right. in Europe that was like a really bad... It was like a bank company uh-huh. in Europe, and we fucking talked about it for like two weeks. Didn't know a fucking single thing about it. We just kind of like riffed <laughs> on the name, and it was so weird. But but yeah, the fiscal cliff was like such innocent times where it was like, uh, "Hey, you know, we need to worry about this nation's credit rating." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, that was when we got downgraded, right? Yep. We did. We got downgraded, but that was just, yeah, they're, they're everything just changed after that, right? It is funny, yeah. Well, I've been talking about this, too, is like every election in my life, they say this is the most important election election of your life, and yes, I agree, this one is important, but like it's hard to get up for that now after hearing it all your fucking adult life,
8: every yeah, election. Yeah, after, after hearing it yeah i mean it's like it's the same way like how my parents have been telling me for like 20 years that my grandparents don't have long to live uh, (laughs) that's like the reason i should go see them and they're still alive and i'm like god damn it you should have started telling me this like five years ago because i know it's getting closer or even today that sounds really
0: brian posted his favorite comic book movie was birds of prey and, like, he's only going to like that movie until another comic book movie comes out. Like, Joker was his favorite comic book movie it until Birds of Prey came I out. never said that Joker <laughs> was my favorite was. comic book movie. I
1: never went yeah. on record. I said Joker was fine.
0: Your favorite is worthless, though. No, it like is. Your favorite but- movie is the last movie that you saw.
9: No.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think of the last movie I saw now, so I
0: can be Birds smart. Prey.
1: <laughs> Birds of Prey. That's the last movie I saw. I watch movies on Friday. Okay. My favorite movies: Twenty One Jump Street, Hot Fuzz. Watch uh, those two. Okay, <laughs> that's your favorite movies. Those no, are, I mean I just favorites. enjoy my my thing is like, uh, I don't. Uh, now i'm I'm trying to like explain myself about why i like a movie but like (laughs) my thing is that like i don't like the fight choreography in marvel movies at all and i don't i don't think it's good and i think that like the action scenes stink and you can't tell what's going on and they're too big and they make no sense and that like i finally saw a comic book book movie where they took the fight choreography seriously and it was sort of mind-blowing it was like every time i feel like i don't like these comic book movies anymore i see one where they do like a thing and i think i'm just like i mean the joker was interesting it wasn't great or anything but it was like an interesting movie it was fine you know and and birds of prey was like fucking john wick basically it was that level of uh fight choreography and and like that much care put into like what's a cool move that harley quinn can do oh wouldn't it be sweet yeah. if harley quinn fought a bunch of guys on roller skates you know what
8: i mean so yeah, it was really i haven't fun. seen it but i'll have to I'll have to take a look at it the joker was cool but i mean it wasn't like great like i think uh I think Matt Crisman had the best take where he was just like, they accidentally made this really good movie. (laughs) And the only reason I think it's good is because it's the biggest like blockbuster in like a long time. That's like sort of anti-capitalist and also I fucking hate Batman. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And I fucking hate Batman. Batman's like the worst superhero ever. And it was just nice to just see something that just had like a, fucking negative take on batman
2: how neat do you
1: think it's gonna be though if dc just keeps going in this direction where they're making these weird interesting fucking movies and then people i well i don't think people are ever gonna like turn off marvel i think now it's jury duty in america and when one (laughs) comes out i just have to go i don't fucking have i have zero interest (laughs) in a lot of these ones they come out and as soon as it comes out in the theater, I just have this nagging thing in the back of my head that's like, you gotta see this movie. What are you doing? Not seeing the fucking yeah, movie. Everybody's talking about it. I Everybody know. knows you haven't seen it.
0: I know. You don't even look <laughs> like you've seen birds yeah. of prey. You look like a loser.
8: <laughs> I like that though, man. Cool if, there's, if DC kept going down that route.
1: I do too. Rated R and interesting or even rate it, it doesn't, I don't even care if it's rated R. I just think like making them interesting and different is, is worth something. But yeah, I, uh, yeah. If I,
8: they were rated R, that would be great too. I'm to the point where it's just like if something's not rated R, I just like barely. I'm just like, nah, I'm not watching that. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I need some, I need some cursing or something.
1: I think like it isn't. I think that is a really cool way to think of it, though. Really, is that like it's so hard to see things with adult themes that we're now begging comic book movies to just incorporate some adult <laughs> themes so we can feel like fucking grownups, you know? <laughs> Cause so yeah. many movies are just yep. so many of the movies, the big blockbuster movies that come out are like, fucking
8: for kids man yeah you know they're, they're not, not making yeah no well, i mean if i know? ever become a dad i'm gonna be showing my kids like rated r movies and i wish my dad had showed me rated r movies i would have been we would probably be like closer or but did your, show, did, did your your dad not
1: show did your dad not let you watch rated r movies
8: no no i mean i'm from like a super conservative christian background i oh, went to like no. the biggest private christian high school in the country just nice. about i mean to a point where like they like videotaped the classes i was in and then like sold these tapes to like kids in korea like i ended up like eventually dating this girl from brazil who had like moved to my town just to like go to this private christian high school <laughs> oh, really really wild
1: shit. yeah I, um, my, my parents my parents didn't have any kind of like they did not care the all, they cared one time and uh, Jason will remember this. We watched Porky's. And Porky's 2. And we loved Porky's. So we videotaped Porky's. And fucking, we were all so happy that we had Porky's on video. And then we're sitting at dinner, and my goddamn sister says... Tells our parents, hey, we watched porkies. <laughs> no, don't tell them that. Yeah, and so they fucking erased the videos and said, you're not allowed to watch porkies anymore. And I was like, this fucking sucks, man. Yeah, 80s were bad.
8: Is this, is this your narc sister? Is this your narc sister? No,
1: she just, I think, accidentally said. Okay, I, I don't think. Th- no, she I likes
0: th- drama. She still likes drama, right?
1: I just <laughs> don't think it was on purpose. I think she was just. Kind of like, hey, guy, hey. Well, no, she was telling. She Because they had told us that night, because it was double feature Friday on HBO, and my parents always went out to dinner on Friday, so they weren't home. They would go to dinner and a movie, and they would leave us all home. And fucking they told us before they left the house, don't you dare watch Porky's. Do not. I know Porky's <laughs> is on. Don't watch it. Yeah, that's bullshit. And then as soon as they left, we turned Porky's on and watched watched both of them, man. Recorded them and then they fucking got rid of the tapes, man. It was so Yeah, that's so bad. sad. But, but it made me think Porky's was one of my favorite movies until I was like, Yeah. <laughs> like 15. It was like, "Oh, fucking Porky's is cool, man. She almost pulled that guy's dick off." <laughs> Oh my God, Miss <laughs> Bowbreaker! Oh,
8: that's a funny name. But uh, right, well, I know y'all got to get a break break soon, so I'm just gonna get to a story real quick. Cool, uh, right? and then do do some plugs, and I'll be done. I just got a, a crazy work story. Um, and I I'd called in about this uh, small business tyrant like a couple months ago. I don't know. It was the drinking on the job episode. Um. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember, but it was a guy who was just, like, drinking Coronas on the forklift nonstop. (laughs) That's cool. Um, Yeah. And uh, so I was working with this guy. It was a winery, and we were also opening, like, an event space at the time. And I just, like, ended up, like, rage quitting this job just because they fired everybody else, and I was the only employee. Um, Just, like, busting my ass nonstop. And uh, so I quit that job in, like, January of uh, 2019, and uh, didn't hear much from them. didn't hear anything. And then uh, over the summer, I uh, went up to work in uh, Yellowstone National Park for a little while. And uh, I was fucking like driving through the whole country from Florida to fucking Wyoming. And uh, I think I was in St. Louis and someone just tagged me in a Facebook post. That this guy had been um, arrested for uh, grooming a 12-year-old. No, uh, goddamn. Mhm. Yeah, and I mean, he was like conservative Christian, everything. All right, so just quick warning, real quick. I'll throw that out there. We got a uh, suicide, pedophilia, all that stuff. Ooh. Um, so just a quick content warning. Um, so I was like, "Oh fuck, that's that's crazy." Um, and he had been arrested, and in Florida, the police for real weird. Like most of its public records, so they had so much shit on this guy. He had been like grooming this twelve-year-old. And uh, he had been Googling stuff like, uh, what's the youngest state, or the state a girl can get married the youngest in? Uh, huh. And stuff like, can the police see your Snapchat? Stuff like that. <laughs> oh they had all that's a
1: weird guy. one. That one, that's a, yeah. he had a, sta- how old was he? He was uh,
8: late 50s.
1: Yeah, the 50-year-old thing on Snapchat, like we just, it's got to be illegal for them to be on Snapchat. We just got to say it. Yeah, you know.
8: Yeah, yeah, I, think that's like, yeah. I think like, I I imagine he only made a Snapchat to talk to this twelve-year-old. Right,
1: thirty-year-olds. Um, Once you're thirty, you have to get rid of your Snapchat and turn it in and sign up for Instagram or Facebook, you know, or Twitter yeah, I agree. even. I don't care I if you're agree. on Twitter, but Snapchat is I'm, I'm pretty anti-Snapchat.
8: I think it's a terrible medium. I don't understand it. Um, well, that's because you're old. But yeah, probably, I agree. We should ban it. Like, well, I'm twenty. I'm twenty-six. But even at eighteen, I didn't too old, like it. I was just, like, I gotta like. I got to take a picture to send the text? Like They love that shit, what, though. With this? You don't know how know, many people get you know, really
1: candid pictures of me when my daughter has to send them a text. It's so <laughs> that embarrassing. She sends me some of the worst pictures of like me sitting on the couch with my gut sticking out of my shirt because I'm in my home, comfortable. And she's like, click. Hey, how's it going to somebody? I'm like, motherfucker, man. I got a brand here yeah it doesn't uh, ever see my stuff so
8: this, this guy had been like grooming this 12 year old and uh i was driving to yellowstone at the time and it was really weird because i remember like a weird interaction i'd had with his his uh daughter my boss's daughter like right before i quit she like came to the office one day and i was like her fucking therapist and so she was just talking to me about how they had gone camping out in like panama city and uh they had gotten this like 12 year old friend of their daughter's like really drunk like, on tequila shots and how she felt really bad about this and how, like, the uh, the father my boss had, like, been beside this, like, 12-year-old girl on, like, a pull-out couch and some shit and how she thought it was Fuck. creepy and, like, she was like, oh, like, uh, he said that they were just talking about Corvettes because they both, like, old cars. And I was like, that's kind of fucking weird, but I didn't, like... I don't know. I was about to quit, so I wasn't like just super engaged. I was just like, "You just say your shit. Like, I'm just gonna listen to you and pretend I care." And uh, that didn't like really stick with me at the time. I was like, "Yeah, Steve, he's just like a drunk, fucking, like weird motherfucker. Like, whatever. Like, he might be talking about Corvettes." But I remember that when he when I saw the arrest report, and I fucking on my way to Yellowstone, I like called, you know, the prosecutors and stuff, and I had to go through some. Huge, like, hurdles just to even talk to a prosecutor. I think I made, like, four or five phone calls, and it took, like, three weeks. And I was already in Yellowstone by the time the prosecutor actually called me back, and I told them all this stuff. Um, And uh, then as I was about to leave Yellowstone, like, in October, someone else just tagged me in something that uh, an inmate had died in our local jail of, like, a hanging. And this is like, right after the Epstein shit and uh he had hung himself in jail he he fucking killed himself in jail uh this guy i, w- I had been working for my small business tyrant so uh that's kind of good i guess
0: dang
3: hey man I mean, i'm for it stayed
8: alive <laughs> well i mean for yeah, me it's like for, i
0: i mean this is this is the t- i mean a- anybody can be a small business tyrant it's not it like owning a small business is not some sort of Position of uh, like respect, sex. yeah,
1: dignity that deserves. It doesn't take much. Yeah, yeah. anybody can do it. Even
8: creeps. yeah, I just kind of wish this guy who like thought he had like fucking made something of himself had to sit in jail for pedophilia for the rest of his life. Uh, so it, it's kind of complicated that he he got to uh, just like off himself.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with
8: being uh, Dunzo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dunzo is way better. Than I feel his he's experience. dead now.
1: Yeah. You know, fuck it. That's how I always feel. Yeah. I'm like if they if you know, if that happens then I mean whatever, you know? They
8: didn't get to continue. But, you know. Yeah. Exactly. But I got I got some weird final uh revenge. So, when I was working in this place, uh we were starting up an event space and I mean, it was real like scattershot like uh You know, we were, like, buying shit for the event space all the time, and it was a huge space, and most of it we just, like, bought off Amazon. At some point, he just gave me his fucking credit card uh, and just, like, you know, would tell me stuff to buy on Amazon. And uh, he didn't give me his Amazon login, so I just, like, put it on my personal Amazon account, right? Uh And uh, in Yellowstone, I kind of got into just doing some photography and stuff. I was, like, borrowing, like, a friend's camera a lot. And when I got back, I was like, oh, fuck, Like I kind of want to like buy a nice camera. And so I like looked through a bunch of stuff, had some money saved, and was like, okay, this is the camera I'm going to buy. So I put it in my Amazon cart, and uh, the day I'm going to buy it, uh, I look at like my fucking, I was like, okay, I'm going to put this on my credit card, my debit card, like what? And I see that one of the payment options is his fucking Amex, and <laughs> that, there is like three grand in Amex reward points sitting there and it asked, do you want to use your Amex reward points?" And this is a $600 camera. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I'll just try this and see if it works. And so I click on his Amex points and, uh, select like two days shipping or whatever. So it gets to me fast. And, I just click a button and it goes through instantly. No questions asked, no verification. And so this camera shows up two days later, and I have a $600 camera from a dead man.
1: Just on my. Hey, page. that's awesome. That's I man. would get more shit. You got it. I mean. Yeah.
8: No, I, I'm I'm thinking about it. I think someone's using the account because the war points go up and down. I watch it. It's still hooked up, but like I think like one of his daughters or something still has like some stuff connected. So I'm like, I, I'm really in a dilemma where I'm like, okay, well I bought a six hundred dollar thing. This was this was like five months ago and nobody noticed. So that's the only reason I'm talking about. Don't that. give up.
0: I mean, I mean, I mean, give up on it. I mean, the the here's the thing about crime is that when you keep doing the same thing, that's how you get caught. They're definitely going to notice yep. a new charge on your thing. You should get away with that camera and not mess with it ever again. That is more than right, enough that's, of that's a fucking. That's the advice
8: I needed to hear. You're so good, yeah. Brett. I, I would. I, yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree. <laughs> hey, I agree with them now. Well, thanks for calling yeah. in. We're gonna we're gonna hit our break now. Uh, yeah. Can I appreciate I it. Thanks for yeah. It? Go for it.
8: Uh, yeah. So I'm uh, going out of town next week, and I'm going to be at the Zine Fest in Tallahassee at the Bark on Saturday, that's the 22nd, Um, and then I'll be um, in Valdosta, Georgia, um, at Valdosta DIY house on the 23rd, playing a show, and that's at fellow Street Fighter's house, Alan, I know Alan listens a lot, uh, so shout out to Alan for running a sweet DIY space, I'll be there playing a show for my band, uh, NASCAR Noir, and uh, we got a band, or we got an album dropping this week on Tuesday. You just look up NASCAR Noir on Spotify or on Bandcamp, um, and we'll have that there. So if anyone's been on Balabasta or Tallahassee, come see me. Come get some zines, some music, whatever.
0: Yeah, that and, uh,
8: yeah. that's all And
0: yeah, Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Go check him out. Go blow yeah, him no up. Problem. Support his stuff. Uh, we are going to take a break right now, Correct. It is. It was my birthday yesterday. We did the Hot Ones Challenge. We ate 10 super spicy hot sauces. Lived through the hell of it. Um, I have a keg of beer from Elevator that was brought for my birthday and didn't get finished. And so I'm still si- sipping on it <laughs> to this day, to right now. And I want to finish this fucking thing. And if it's my birthday show... For the music, I don't care if it gets taken off of YouTube or whatever, but I don't know if this is has DRM on it. I want to do DJ Screw June twenty seventh because this is a song that was made for a guy named Demo on his birthday, and it's like one of the greatest creations of like brotherhood and just just celebrating celebrating somebody and not giving a fuck. So uh, enjoy Enjoy this rhyme, enjoy these rhymes as we take the time to take a break here on street fight we're coming back we got five people in the queue we'll get to all of you
10: boys off the long drive you know we stay and play a may you know we gotta try to the top that's the top main i'ma come through nigga down the brain of pain if these holes on the check i don't want you to know we coming down ball phase nine afro Been a pop up on the scene, just got some on the with that bird. And you know we just look right up on some And you know we gone, gon' going real strong. I'm thinking ride far, I'm thinking ride long. Drive, roll, ball, that's what I want. I'm coming on nines and put that p on. I gotta be slamming, gotta be coming. And you know smoke we don't fuck with the bomb. Nigga, that shit ain't for like me. I get the represent South Silicon East i I'm showing up, everybody got on they night. And you know what everybody high than the kite or they just leanin' in a seat, smoking suits sweet. Some sweet. Want some fucking crack gonna hit me on my beat. AIR, sippin' on the ball. Nigga, you don't understand, nigga, in our car. I throw TVs all up in the seats. And I split the sign, nothing but them Swiss and sweets. I'm just worth the money, nigga bumper grinding. Man, what's up in my mouth? You see the diamond. Everybody like the weather night All my going to you know we never gonna act tight I don't break them hoes up I don't represent the South I'ma come through drinking, eating, and I ain't gon' pop I'ma get some boys, no time for I can go I'ma just drink, down on the fucking dine low Keep my shit out, they move mouth Because they be running I'm just gon' here for a while Cause they know I'm coming I'm coming with something I'm trying to fuck a ho, cause ho we out the kitchen, For everything, but I'm ideal Tryna come up and swing, on top up on some plays I keep a tight face, and you know I'm always on my paper chase Always get my green, always on my lean Me and Poyo finna pop up on the scene In the past seat. yeah that's the seat And you know we finna score for fucking kick so get through it, I opened my dress door. far Feed these jeans and I keep, that's what I saw I saw a bunch of shit, now I'm beatin' to the gear. I'm just in the game and the keys and ain't gon' quit I'm steady, steady, bustin', steady, steady, strookin' Boys don't know and I'm tired of me hookin' So I give them nine-night, cause they got some static Cock my shit back, cause I got an automatic Flippin' got the 40s you gon' get about And you don't want that shit Cause it's gon' be now by nature Fuck a play hater I'ma come through And you know I'm down to spray you. Let them boys know and ain't here with Youngster. Ain't the flow, and you ain't no fucking punster. So I'm finna pass it, hopin' like a rabbit. Man, I'm coming through, got tape, I got a it under my damn beard. Man, I'm drippin' red. If I get caught with kids, I'm going to feed it. But that ain't on my mind. Now I'm, I'm thinking by nine, I'm thinking about 18. Man, it's my time to pop up on the scene and show my fuckin' naked. Come down the Boulevard, straight up, break it in the damn line. Pop trunks of mine. Me and my fathers, yeah, you know we coming down. Diamonds in our grill, tell me how you feel. Come to the yeah, we got dope deals. The shit don't stop, the hoes gonna bop. Cause we gon' come through and we got hard rock. Yep, I always look. Cooked up with the clay, always cookin' On late night cookin' cheese in the kitchen Give me nine ounces, let me get up on the mission Make my damn green, so I can be like you Jesus in this bitch chilling with my partner, screw. I'm finna give it to this boy, so and flip the tongue Then go on, go on, go strong Yeah yeah. I'm gonna bring Young G in on his mic His name is Young, so you know that he's rolling tight I'm gonna bring him in and I'm coming down I'm coming down, pop truck, I'm out that eight pound.
9: Right, town, showing around by sound Yes, they all got mad when I showed them around I'm talking shit they don't like Riding marble bike I might just break them off when I come with that bike I'm talking shoes by Harachi shirts by Versace they gon' watch, but they all wanna watch gotcha as I slow the beat down. See the diamond face crown, breaking whole H-town. Coming through and we down, with them hoes wanna see me. Yellows in bikini, break them off for Demo, it's his birthday and that keys, he on the long drive. Water baked potatoes with chops, I'm gon' come through, watch that boy, got the gold lob. Yes, I'm going out cause I got the gold man. Watch I come through, watch I throw the wrist my hand. Don't give me some, break them off of my palm. I gots to come through and I gots to get dumb Boys steady swerving, picking them up and stirring. Got to send shots and pipe up to that bourbon and I can go on. I can just flow, gripping on the mobile phone. It's the roller, I'm a money folder. Got the great Seville in the gray cup holder. Gripping on the grain, causing so much pain. Until that P.A.T. I see you gripping with the grain. Take me as I pop in the shine I'm gonna break off see they future just recline Ste is a minor wood on the vinner TV vC all laid back on recliner just made drink
0: in hey everybody welcome back to street Fight Radio the call in show we've got some people in the queue so we're probably done for calls tonight, but if you want to call in next week to Street Fight, we'll be here next Sunday taking your calls, 9 p.m. to midnight, Eastern Standard Time. The number to dial is 614-655-3887, so write that down if you want to call and clown around with the Street Fight gang. Uh, that song you just heard was June 27th by uh, DJ Screw, one of my favorite birthday celebrations ever put on audio, so I hope you enjoyed it, and yeah, I'm glad you're here. My name is Brett. My My co-host is Brian. Brian. We're Street Fight Radio. You can watch the live stream on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. You can also subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, all of the normal places. And if you want more of what we do, head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. There's like two dozen digital zines. There's a bunch of extra video episodes where we watch Undercover Boss and Shark Tank and other TV shows. On, uh, on the private, the, the Patreon, the $5 a month, uh, supporter feed. That's how we keep this thing rolling. That's why we're not bothering you to buy a piece of shit mattress or telling you that we love light beer is because we don't fuck with advertisements. We're completely supported by the people that listen to the show. And you can do us a favor by going to patreon.com slash tree fight radio where you will also get access to Shocktober. And for those of you that don't want to sign up for that monthly, subscription you can also get access to shocktober at store.streetfightradio.com where teen fight radio will also be available soon we've completed that series brian is now talking about uh kid rock in your american podcast series right yep what's your other plans for premium audio for the patreon people
1: in march there will be march madness which is a show about sports talk radio with chris james and adam from South Paul's co-hosting with me and uh We're talking about sports talk radio hosts and how weird they are and wrong they are and bad they are. Right. Lovely. uh, It's pretty good. Um, I also want to sell you a couple things right here. Please. February 28th at Ruby Tuesday in Columbus, Ohio. It's Street Fight Live. It's me and Brett for an hour doing our thing. It's going to be great. Very fun. We haven't done anything like this in a while, so we can't wait for people to see it. Yeah. yeah, Columbus and, uh, people, if
0: you uh, went to the variety show, shows, yeah, you know, you got to see a lot, lot
1: of folks that, that we believe in, but this is going to be us, us fucking around for an hour. Yeah, and then uh March 18th in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at uh Opus 1, I believe is the name of the venue. I, I think,
0: think they're, they're putting, putting it, on, it on, isn't it isn't Club Cafe? Cafe?
1: Oh. Well, it's a place. In okay. Pittsburgh? Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Called, called Club, Club Cafe. Yeah. That'll be Street Fight with uh, probably somebody else, but we're not 100% sure yet. We're trying to to get get some hill people people to come with us. So uh, come to that show, too. We want to sell a lot of tickets. And then uh, it looks like... You can get this at StreetFightRadio.com. And it looks like uh, pretty soon, Florida, we're going to be able to announce our tour. When we come down to Florida, we do four dates. And uh, that'll be Tampa, Miami, Jacksonville, and Orlando. And uh, I can't wait to get down there because it's warm. Yeah. And it's going to rain a lot. Sunshine. Sunshine and rain. That's Florida. It rains every day in Florida. That's how you get rainbows. Joy and pain. There you go. Sunshine (laughs) and rain. Singing loud, God's children. Yep. Pick Pick it up. up. Who's on the phone? Uh, Well, we we have with with
0: us us also uh, in the studio tonight uh, from the Columbus Columbus DSA. Kristen Kristen is here and uh you know part of the show is uh like we say entertainment for activists and people that are on the left of radicals but at the same time we are also want to nudge people into getting out there and organizing or finding a group in their area and uh the dsa is some place we we uh direct people to and it's a great jumping off point i i I've I always applauded the stuff that you do, the campaigns that you work on. Um, I'm always happy to see when there's a protest in town, there's a DSA banner there showing support. Um, but it, it can be intimidating. You know, canvassing is intimidating, organizing, intimidating, all that stuff. Uh, what do you have going on in the DSA? What, what's, what's an easy way for people to help or to find out how to help?
2: All right, so the easiest way is to go on columbusdsa.org. There'll be like a form you can fill out. Um, You can put in a note about what you're interested in if you want or just check the interested in volunteering box. Um, I'm the member engagement chair, so I will personally get those, and I will respond to you. Um, Some of the things that are going on is, um, you know, if you are intimidated and it's, you know, kind of scary to go to a meeting for the first time when you don't know anybody – We do a happy hour every Tuesday at Rehab Tavern in Franklinton. That's 456 West Town Street. And um, it's from 7 to 9. And you literally can just come, stay for as long as you want, um, talk to people in the chapter just, like, casually about what we're up to. So it's, like, a really – You can bring a friend if you want. Like it's just a much less scary. No requirements, right? There's no there's no work getting. In fact, that's my rule is there's no work allowed to be done at happy hour except when we assembly line button making, which is fun. We make little pins. Sure. But um, we also um, have our canvases up until the Ohio primary, which is March seventeenth. And by the way, Tuesday is the deadline to register to vote. So check your registration before Tuesday the eighteenth. Make sure you're registered and if you're not registered get registered before then um but the primary is march 17th and we'll be canvassing for bernie every saturday um up until then and may have some during the week canvases pop up as well but um again go to columbusdsa.org calendar you'll find out about the one we're doing this saturday um the 22nd will be in north linden from um, one to four and if you're a new canvasser There'll be new canvasser training. You'll be paired up with an experienced canvasser. No one goes out alone. So you don't have to worry about um you don't have to worry about being thrown to the wolves it's or anything. No nightmare scenarios. And right. Like, I mean, there's, there's plenty, plenty
0: of dis- cat- catastrophic, catastrophic thinking to yeah. think that you're, you're gonna going to be, be told by yourself to go convince somebody with truck nuts to vote for Bernie Sanders. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs>
2: yeah, and most of the people we're talking to are people that are likely Democratic primary voters. So we're people who are definitely going to be voting for Trump were probably not even going to be knocking on their doors. It's like, I'm also scared of canvassing. Like I said, you know, it was a big deal that I also went out when I made Brian go out yesterday, but it was fine. It was perfectly fine, and we talked to some great people. Um, A lot of people weren't home when we just left lit at their door. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it it was very – it's much less scary than I built it up in my head. Um, And also, if you – You know, some of our big projects is we're organizing tenants into a tenant union, and we're also organizing transit riders, um, like bus riders, stuff like that, into a union as well. Um, If you're interested in that kind of work, we're also doing um, some work around reproductive rights stuff. If you're interested in any of that, go to columbusdsa.org and fill out that form, or you can hit us up on any of our social media. We're on Twitter at columbus underscore DSA. We're at Facebook.com slash Columbus DSA. Um, so you can like DM any of our social media accounts. You can send an email to info at Columbus DSA.org. There's any way, um, anything we're on, somebody will actually see those messages and they'll get them to me personally. And I will reach out to you.
0: Yeah. And you, I mean, how, how long have you been a part of DSA or doing this type of organizing work
2: since the day after the 2016 presidential election? All right.
0: All right. That was the, the activation it. point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I don't want, I'm not pro accelerationist, but I do think, um, uh, it was a way for in a way 2016, like I said earlier in this show, people were delusional to think that Bernie Sanders was going to get the nomination. And I absolutely knew that. And from the outset, and I, I understand why people wanted to believe in that. Um, but But now there really is is, at this point, uh, enough folks. And you've you've even seen, seen, I've even seen people that are started saying, like, I used to be for other candidates candidates, and I just realized the only one that people, they're the only only one that has a groundswell of support support is Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Like, this is the guy, like we can't, the bickering, but you know, part of the primaries is also bickering about who you want to be the candidate. Like we, we have to accept that people have a different point of view. Um, but it's. It's It's hard hard to to deny deny the the amount of people that are out there and openly openly for Bernie Sanders Sanders versus passively passively choosing somebody somebody else, you know?
2: And it's like, yeah, we lost that election in 2016, but, like, it clued so many people in to what democratic socialism was, to, like, the power of movement work. So, like, I mean, DSA exploded. It grew, like, literally tenfold in a year after the presidential election because... Like, in large part because of Bernie and that, like, are that's people getting involved in all of the, like, anti-eviction work, all of the, you know, um, uh, anti-ice work that people are doing. Like, all of the stuff that isn't electoral, a lot of the people were awakened to the possibility of that stuff through this. So that's why, like... You know, I'm really pessimistic about the Democratic Party is going to try to find a way to rat fuck Bernie. Like, I, you know, I'm trying very hard not to get my hopes up about that. But like doing the work is still valuable anyway. Getting out there for Bernie is valuable anyway because it's bringing people into the movement. So if he wins, that's great. We'll have the movement behind him to support him to get the policies that we need and hopefully continue to be a force pulling Bernie left because most of us, like in our chapter, though we support his candidacy, are are still quite a bit to the left of him. Yeah, um, and also yeah. like to just like if he loses, then we'll need that movement even more. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're looking, looking for comeback, comeback kids. kids. You're you're, you're looking, looking for people that have, uh, that are willing to keep fighting, fighting for, for for things that are right, right or you know, just uh, are you know morally correct, correct or make sense for the most of us, or ring true for for more people and uh yeah the, the 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 media aspect of doing the show and things like that and promising that things are going to change like is something i'm not going to do because it requires more people getting activated and what i like about this is that there is i feel like i'm being dragged to, to, to vote for bernie sanders at this point instead of trying to make the case for him i'm not trying to like make a like some sort of argument for it it's just like everybody is going, going wild for this scandal. guy what, what am i, I going to do? do piss on, on this, this fucking thing yeah, you know this, this is, is uh people are are motivated and it it, cha- it will change, change the conversation, conversation you know it's, it's not the end of things um uh, but it, it changes, it changes the, conversation the conversation of you know our daily life for sure, sure. To, to have, have the scandal, scandal of the day be something like bernie <laughs> disrespected small business owners or bernie <laughs> you know whatever, whatever it was, was. that that would be a much better scandal to listen to all day long instead of the outright crimes that are happening right now you know All right. well uh, we hate to have people on the line that want to talk and they don't want to hear us talk at all they're selfish people they just only like the sound of their own fucking voices you know Yeah. nobody else in this room is like that at all we desperately need them because we're so out of touch with the working class so we love you callers and welcome back our first after the break Thanks, Thanks for, for going street, street Fight. fight. Who are we talking, talking
5: to? Hey, what's up? It's Andrew Hillary in Pittsburgh. Howdy, doody. doody. How's it going, guys? Well, well great. So, so far, so good. So
1: good. What's, what's up?
5: up? Nice, nice. Uh, no, I was just calling in to uh, touch base, say, you know, uh, let you guys know what I've been up to. I called in uh, about like a month and a half ago. I told you that I got uh, called and told I was fired while I was on unemployment. Okay. So I've, been, uh, I've been keeping myself busy. I uh set up a little comedy show here and uh you guys were talking about sending uh cold emails or uh DMs to people. I sent Jake Flores a DM and he came down and headlined the show. It was fucking dope.
1: Oh, he's that's great. cool. He's yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really cool. Is that the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw I him. Uh, it I
0: saw Jake. I was awesome because he did it so well. He posted how Pittsburgh is like the best, best bar ever, or has the, the best, bars ever, the best bars, every every bars ever, because every place is selling booze for less than it co- for like less, less money than they make. Like, like everybody that, that runs, runs a bar in Pittsburgh is, in Pittsburgh is losing money. money. They don't, they don't want to charge too much for alcohol. It's like they feel bad about it to charge more than five dollars for something to drink. You know.
5: Well, there's a lot of places that are like real bougie and like you know paying. for a PBR or whatever, but uh, the bar I set it up at is like this scumbag punk rock bar. It's a pretty cool place. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, the thing I like like about Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is that you
0: have have a lot more old world than we do. Cleveland has has the same same thing. thing and, and that, that there's bars where you go, go and it's like, like two dollars for a domestic beer and you can order like a fucking a metal tin full of sauerkraut and sausage <laughs> and like and rye bread for like six dollars or something and you just belly up to the bar and just scarf that well, we all went to that
1: bar with chapo that time when we were there and it was like Everybody was smoking inside, and they were selling pierogies. And this place was so packed, and they never ran out of pierogies. And uh, everybody was very happy with the cheap beer and pierogies. So.
5: Oh yeah, Jake was loving the smoking and smoking on stage and shit. You
1: yeah, Pittsburgh,
5: Pennsylvania
1: is wild, man. You can smoke on stage <laughs> in Pennsylvania. They don't fucking care. We've smoked inside in Morgantown. <laughs>
2: When we were there, That's which true. not Morgantown,
1: uh, what's the city we were in? Harrisburg. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We were like standing in a bar smoking, and it always feels like somebody's gonna come slap me in the back of the head for this. <laughs> you know, this feels <laughs> illegal, you know. I love it, right? Man. I love it there. I'm glad Jake came down. Jake is so easy to work with, like very, very oh, yeah, easy great. to work with. And Jake's <laughs> a killer. It was I like
0: I felt so offended by the, the amount of people that were like. like Jake was, like, really funny, and I'm like, like yeah, yeah, you know, and you know, I have an I'm eye for talent. talent. He's, he's a good guy. guy. They're like, no, no but he's, he's funny, like, on like, a way where, like, I forget, forget that stand-up comedy can be good and that, like, one person can take over. I'm like, all right, all right, all right, he's fine, fine. He's better than me. Fine, I get it. Me and Brian grab-assing up there isn't enough for you. You need a, a professional, professional to come out there and, and just
1: fucking whip, whip you up into a lather. I was even more like, part of the, one of the things that weirded me out a lot about Harrisburg and, and that variety show Jake was on was how many people were like, this guy's like a real talent. You guys really found somebody. Yeah, know. You know what I mean? Hey, I know they're no, like they—they they made me feel very small. Very I mean, know in comparison, they were just like, "How the fuck did you find, find this, this guy? guy likes, likes you and like, 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 are you paying him? Like, you, you hired, hired that guy? <laughs> what?" Well, it just felt like uh, to me, it was like they acted like we were discovering this guy, and it's <laughs> like this guy fucking does it like <laughs> heavy, like <laughs> yeah. a lot, and like he's a more probably of a pro than me and Brett definitely tours more than we do doesn't get the credit either you know that's one of the sad things about like sort of the thing is me and gret me and brett people call us fucking road dogs they're like you guys are fucking road dogs man you're just out there road dogging it all over the country and It's like have you ever seen how often jake's home in new york it's like that dude he might be the road dog in uh podcast yeah, he'll go, go anywhere, anywhere. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He was telling us stories about like working in Bisbee, Arizona, and stuff. And it's just like, wow. And Brett was like, "Hey, we got to do a show in Bisbee." <laughs>
5: yeah, <laughs> I do want to know that life. I gotta <laughs> see it.
1: <laughs> but uh, our-
5: um, so I wanted, I wanted to tell you guys, I accidentally, uh, I think I accidentally became a scab the other day.
1: Oh no! That's not and, bad. Uh, oh wait, no, you're a scab. Yeah, that's, that's bad. bad. I mean, well, I let me say was, this. Uh, can I say this scabs actually a lot of times when they show up they stop the bleeding on say your arm or something Those kind of scabs good. There's another kind of scabs. I don't like and uh Well, <laughs> yeah, there's good scabs and bad scabs. Which one were you were you stopping somebody's bleeding?
5: <laughs> I, I'm very <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what happened. I uh I went and I was an extra in a movie. They're filming. For some reason, Pittsburgh gets like a bunch of movies. There's like random celebrities here every once in it a while. It looks cool. And, That's uh, why
1: you have one of the coolest looking cities in the country. Pennsylvania has at least. Two of the coolest le- looking cities in America, I think. Philly and Pittsburgh are both. Uh, Harrisburg was. I know. Harrisburg was nice. nice. They have like, a, can I say this about that before? I'm sorry, I keep cutting your story off. Uh, I You're have fine. never felt more among my people than when I'm in Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania. They seem like major cities full of rednecks like right. me a lot of times when you're out walking around it's like <laughs> oh there's the monster energy drink it's coat guy no it's, it's no bullshit it's no bullshit it's, it's not like people are getting like 75 five dollar haircuts and people, and people it's, it's just just a
0: place where, where people like it's, it's co- i mean you're, you're just not you're not too, not too not far, not far down, down the rabbit hole where you buy into all of that luxurious horse, horse shit. shit yeah it just
1: feels like like uh those cities pittsburgh and pennsylvania specifically just like, when I when I talk about, like, cities and, like, my dreams to live in a city, really the only places I've been that give me that city vibe that aren't New York and L.A. are uh, Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania, where that is, like, I go Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and, Philly. and Philly. When I go to those places, I feel... Like, I'm in the cities that I watched on TV when I was a, a little kid. Yeah, you know what I mean? School. It's a great, great place. But when when you go to most other cities, they, they, they look at Columbus. Yeah. yeah, they all just look like fucking Columbus. Denver, <laughs> Colorado, Denver, Colorado, Denver Colorado looks like, like a big-ass ass mall downtown. downtown. It does. It looks like Columbus. We, we fucking accidentally stayed in a mall one time in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, I'm sorry I cut you off there. Go ahead
5: oh you're fine um so it was like they were doing a big shoot they had like 60 or 75 extras or something and at one point they uh they put out like a bunch of snacks for us like you know just like donuts and coffee and shit and uh the guy ahead of me used the last of the coffee i'm like well god he just like walked away and like i've worked in offices before you use the last of the coffee you make more just courtesy you know yes and uh so there's filters there's grind i just put it in start making another pot of coffee and this lady walks up to me and she's like who did this and i was like oh shit uh i did and she's like you're not part of the union are you
3: oh like,
9: no oh
5: fuck <laughs> so like i guess i uh, stepped on some toes at craft services
9: oh but, uh,
1: no can i ask what, what movie it was are you allowed to say <laughs>
5: Uh, I didn't sign any NDAs though. I guess uh, Kristen Stewart is filming some movie here. She, mm. I think she's the biggest star in it. Is it it's like, the, like uh, uh, it.
0: Kristen, Kristen Stewart did a here, movie here too? One of my friends was in it.
2: Yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah. speak. <laughs> yeah.
0: Was
5: she? Traffic,
1: Traffic was, filmed was filmed here too. too. The movie Traffic. I can show oh, you a okay.
0: still of my dude Justin,
1: the one that's come over to. to oh, I know it. Justin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wish How they'd make, make a movie, movie here that, that I could, I, could I, be in. Nobody I ever asked ask me when they come to town and filmed. I am Wrath.
0: Nobody said, hey, Brian,
1: <laughs> get in the background.
0: Would <laughs> you walk by? Would, it would be great if you walked by in fucking Columbus movies. Listen, listen if there's, there's a movie filming you in downtown you Columbus. Columbus Walker. <laughs>
1: <You> just, <laughs> just let's make, make me like a, like a talent, talent page. The the talent, yes, we'll know, get to a talent. Yes. Not my radio show. My walking <laughs> is what I'm known for. <laughs> this guy's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you guys <laughs> want to hear how far I walk today? Yeah. Well, how many steps you got? How many steps? You want to hear it in miles or steps or both? We'll do both. Okay, for steps, it's about to switch over. Um, 37,524. Not bad. That is 17.2 miles. Normal. Impressive. Impressive. When I was uh, canvassing yesterday and I was talking to the person I was canvassing with, she said, uh, yeah, that's like you're not normal. Because she would like drive her car a block. And be like i just don't like to come and pick up the car and i was like i thought i was gonna get some steps out of this thing. yeah this seems like I mean? a walking activity <laughs> yeah. but people don't walk here in ohio it's just not a place it's, it's a driving place, place. it's, it's so driving so people will drive down the street my brother drives to my house all the time he yeah does that's weird 0.1 mile away from me
0: we actually okay, okay so, so just, just to break, break, the, uh, break the uh break the uh stereotype yeah. we we moved we bought this house because we were like 0. 0.8 miles away from friends. Yeah. You all they, are. they, they are fucking walked home. They were like it's very it feels stupid. Yeah. You drive a Prius and there's even no reason to start up the electric battery on the Prius because it's 0. 0.8 miles away. Agree? And they actually did it. They fuck so congratulations. Are you going to walk to their house when you hang? Yes. yes, we've agreed to walk to the house. That's good. You should, dude. I think it's important. I think even just 10 minutes of arduous weather while you're walking is nothing compared to the three hours of boredom I feel all day long. Yeah. I found that like using the bus and being outside, even if it's 27, I put on all my stuff. It takes 11 minutes to walk to the bus stop. That those moments of are clear because I can't think about anything else except make it to the bus stop and I have, it's like exercise in a way. It's just, it's well, it's the same way when I rode my bike. Like it's active, tra- it's actively transporting yourself somewhere. It's not a matter of like sitting in like a tube and being transported to a place. You are physically exerting yourself to get somewhere else. And it becomes a
1: journey. It, it, it always is a fucking journey. Like and the whether thing about want it to be or not. The thing the, thing the listeners don't probably know about Brett is that like he has zero tolerance cold. for cold like and and, like like the fact that he walks to me when it's very cold out is like really surprising because like brett uses blanket brett brought a blanket on tour with him (laughs) one time yeah for being in the car he would wear a blanket
0: i have ski goggles if it gets cold enough if it's below zero i will wear ski goggles (laughs) brett will
1: fucking brett is under the Blankets the entire time we're at a hotel. He and then he'll like pop out every once in a while and he's like he runs and then comes back and gets in him. I do keep the room an unhuman amount of cold. You know, we gotta get rich to the point where we can just get separate hotel rooms because sometimes I do feel guilty for cool. breath, but I just I feel more bad if I don't sleep. It, yeah It's
2: easier to warm up than it is to get cooler if you're too hot.
1: Disagree. So. Disagree, disagree. Yeah. yeah, that's the other way around I for would me.
2: I'd rather be cold than hot. I well t- i
1: would rather be cold but i think that when it's hot outside i prefer it when it's hot outside than when it's cold because i feel like you can get down to t-shirt shorts shoes and like you're fucking basically naked yeah, I out walking outside, around
2: yeah i like it better when it's hot but like if i have to sleep in a bedroom
1: no hot in a house is yeah. a crime yeah. if it's hot in your house <laughs> That should be against the law because it's a miserable feeling. Okay. You don't know what, like when, when the cable company comes to your house and they come walking in there during the winter and you got it up to like 80 degrees, it's the worst feeling in the world, man. You're just like, God, I'm dressed for the, you know. The, the worst thing about winter now that I want to, I know I've been complaining about my depression, but I haven't really hit on this. I hate, i taking taken less showers. I like that. This year because... I hate taking all my clothes off.
0: No, that's what I know. I I've realized that I love about winter is wearing filthy ass clothes for like a whole ass for a whole week. Yeah, like just every day putting on the same base layers and just slogging it back on the same comfortable oily like filthy clothes and just doing my tasks and living my life. It's I, I'm not complaining. I I'm I've come to enjoy it at this point. It's I, less laundry.
1: It is then more like laundry sweating for me. your
0: way through a shirt every single day. Or... That don't happen
1: with me. In well, I do sweat summer, through the shirts, the but I just leave them on in the summer. Yeah, I just let them dry and leave them on. So that's what's the difference. But with the salt, when the salt shows up, I take them off and put on another shirt. I guess you're <laughs> right. But in winter, I wear like four shirts at a time. But right. But do you change them every day? And two pair of pants. Do you change them every day? I mean, I try to, like, sort of rotate them a little bit. Oh, uh, I'm
0: talking about, I'm saying, like, I literally, during the summer,
1: I wear seven shirts a week. During the winter, I wear one shirt a week. <laughs> yeah. No, I wear seven. <laughs> I wear probably, okay, in seven days, I probably wear, uh, what's seven times four? 28. I probably wear 28 shirts a week. What? In the summer? <laughs> yeah. in okay. the, In the winter. In, winter. in the summer, I wear seven or eight. So you're constantly changing clothes right now? I always change clothes, dude. I take See, a shower every night. I change clothes. But last night, I didn't take a shower. And the reason I didn't take a shower last night, I don't want to fucking take the, uh, the base layer. And so I like Once I got all the base layer and all that shit off my body, off. I was just like, I'm exhausted, man.
0: <laughs> you, know what I, you know what happened to me the, earlier this week before my party? Um, I got a little bit of kindergarten cooties out of nowhere. I just got like frigid chills and felt like I had the flu. And for and I was all of a sudden I was like, man, I love the I love being sick. Like and I love that like now is the time when like the <laughs> flu comes around and just biologically I get taken down to the ground and I can't do anything except for laying this bed. Like I'm, I'm trying to make the best of it. The winter, I like getting the flu uh, and I like being in filthy clothes all the time and not
1: showering. Getting sick is like your birthday. I know. In a it's weird a way jackpot. because it's like I was
0: like <laughs> I looked at Eric and I was like you've seen I've been struggling all day. I'm watching you do housework right now, but I'm not getting up off this couch and underneath these blankets. You have like I had to make her verify that she knew I was really sick so that I could like clock off of work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Katie will fucking be like, "Uh, oh, you just go lay in bed. I'll bring you up some ramen noodles or something. I wish you could eat" better food when you were sick like i wish you could do cheeseburgers and shit like that because if i could it would be better than my birthday when i got sick yeah because like when i'm sick dude my daughter's taking care of me my wife's taking care of me the whole fucking things happen the only thing that sucks is my dumbass work ethic i will still come over here and do this fucking show if i'm sick which is uh stupid you know, but like I or or I would, you know, I guess I've been sick before and thought about remotely doing the show. But like uh, I will still always do this show. I will never take a sick day. I've taken one sick day in 11 years or in 10 years. All oh, right. And it was when my mouth blew up.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a toxic type of um, work ethic to be prescribing to people. They no, I think if you be I, doing, they should take days off. I think if they you don't advocate for more days off, sound with you. But I think
1: <laughs> that if you don't own your own business, then never do that. You know what I mean? Always take maximum sick days every year. I, I'll say this: they give you five sick days a year. You should have zero at the end of the year. You don't. You never fucking carry over sick days. I don't believe. And carrying over anything at the end of a year. I think if you were to ask me what is like a street fight commandment for work, never (laughs) carry anything over. Every year you start at zero because you should be taking your life back and not giving it to them. Now, what if you can get? What you get? What if you get like an extra eight hundred dollars though for trading those days in? I just no, don't do it. That's like a. That's, a, that's like a You still get that eight hundred bucks though, dude. You still get it, and you get the days off. It's yeah, just spread out throughout not the, the same year. As money. A time is money. Money is better than time. Money. Don't yeah time spent a
0: lot of the time they'll the contract i mean not well a lot of the i time took they'll last the contract, week off from doing bonus material
1: occurred. and stuff because i have like a pretty good uh lead time on it so now i'm considering taking this week off too <laughs> <That was laughs> take life off because i don't have to i i mean i'm i'm like uh, uh uh four weeks ahead five weeks ahead on the bonus content i've i've finished american podcast i'm already two into the next one
0: we've well, yeah you've convinced me i'm full-blown piece of shit wake up afternoon now at this point that's how i'm living my life
1: Dude, that is how you should live if you own your own business you should also be waking up at noon or yeah. one yeah
0: be out of bed by one
1: if- i i get up at 11 now i'm 11 guy okay well I'm- i said the new street fight commandment is be
0: out of bed by one i think is that that's the latest you can go when you're kind of pushing it right
1: Yeah, I don't like sleep until one, really. One
0: is you're like, you really regret it.
1: Yeah. Even if you
0: only got a few hours of sleep, you're like, I should have, I mean, I shouldn't have been here at two in the afternoon. Well, also,
1: like, there was, when I was working for Lyft, I was working so late every night because I would work until like four in the morning trying to, you know, make enough money. And one day I remember I woke up at 4 p.m. and that was really close to when I quit doing lift because I like woke up at 4 p.m. then turned the lift app on and worked again until 4 in the morning and I was like no I this is yeah, no life this is not a fucking life all right we
0: gotta get back to these calls <laughs> sorry <laughs> Uh, thank you for calling in we appreciate it I
1: think we lost them they, I think they left
0: them. yeah oh did they die we still got, we got a half hour much? dude oh do we yeah oh I was looking at the real time and not the adjusted time yeah, no. We got three more to go. That's good. I think we can get them. You ready to take these calls? Oh yep. no. Oh, the the host connection dropped. Fuck. Uh can you recall the uh recall the host? Uh well, we just did well, all Well, now this. we can talk. Now we know? can bullshit. It. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely hit drop on Thank you for the calling calling Studios
5: and call screener. So, line. Anyway, Please enter uh, your show
1: number and press pound. I think one of the commandments is definitely use all your day. Do you use all your days, Kristen?
2: Um, I carried over no, two don't. weeks from last year, but that, that means this means year I have eight weeks to leave. Are you I mean, getting used the to them? I'm number. sick and vacation. My I'm, 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 I'm going to be gone like, like, the, whole like the whole month of July because right. my husband's family is a family reunion i'm going to the dnc just to see what kind of shit i can get into a little bit party work. with us yeah you, you are like now with the boys. in the host yeah, room you can manage and then, your um, callers I'm from the call, call in studio to web the interface rage and run the jewel show with Tight. a bunch of friends so, so i need go suggestions for those cool bars in pittsburgh but yeah, yeah i every year i struggle to use all of my time so, so, like, last like year, I took, like, the entire, entire week off between Christmas and New Year's because I'm like, I'm going to lose it, and I refuse to lose time. Will they
0: give you cash for it?
2: Not. They to. changed our policy. They will now, like, this year. But last year, no, you would have just lost it. And okay. I'm not good. On principle, I I did,
0: did, I did. I had. I did have a place where I accrued time, and I took one whole month off of work, and it was fucking insane. It was like, it made... It's definitely a spark that led to what I do now where I just felt like I wasn't being controlled for such a long period of time. It's like uh it's I don't know, just like having that much time away and to try to figure out a new direction with your life yes. is dangerous. That like
2: week between Christmas and New Year's yes. that I was off, it was so awesome because like DSA kind of like was on like just a holiday break. Like, around that time, not officially. There just wasn't a lot going on because it was the holidays. And then, and then I was off work. So, like, I just did nothing all day. day. Like, I didn't leave my house. I just, like, remembered what it was like, it like to feel rested. Yeah. Like, I never, like, every day I have, like, DSA shit and work and, like, yeah. personal stuff. So, like.
0: Yeah, don't change your clothes.
2: Yeah, it's just, <laughs> like, I never, like, had time to yeah. just literally do nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I talked to the no Olympics people, LA, and those motherfuckers made me feel sorry. They were just, I was just like, what do y'all do to like get away from activism? And they're like, no, I do it every single day of my life, hardcore. Like, (laughs) I
1: just can't get away from advocating for, you know, uh, just causes, whatever it may be. Well, you were telling me, I, I think you said in a chat recently that you don't even really like to travel. And that's how you back up vacation days right yeah
2: i don't travel a lot um it's not, not that, that i don't, don't like to, i don't, it's very dorky, dorky but i don't, don't like leaving my cats, cats for that long um, like so, so yeah, actually, yeah i usually
1: my kid
0: will watch it charlotte loves cats uh, gwen sure. said
1: she'd be in now too. She'll watch your cat
0: right.
2: well um i think i'm gonna be doing more traveling this year but like mostly i'll just take a day off here and there also my like husband is a union organizer he's always gone so like he's home one weekend a month and like when he has time off he wants to like actually be home so like we don't travel a lot so like i'm usually just taking a day off here and there when he comes home so then i end up at the end of the year so i feel like i'm taking a day off all the time mm-hmm. but i never i i very rarely take like a whole chunk of time off. yeah i
1: used to extend weekends a lot to yeah. three four five days and it would feel like you weren't taking any your your wife is the master of that
0: she's great she has long weeks she gets five day weekends all the time she racks it up But it's very different when you do take like 10 days to go to like uh, Outer Banks to rent a fucking house and just be stuck there. I want to do that this
1: summer, but I I don't know if anybody else would want to do it. Everybody um, wants to do that. Everybody wants to throw in on a
0: big fucking beach house. Let's
1: fucking do it, (laughs) man. I never wanted to go back there again for a number of years because it was like there's too much of the world I haven't seen that I don't want to. Spend all of my vacations in the outer banks now that I've seen a lot of the country, I just want to be like I'm just gonna go somewhere where I will have no desire yeah. where, where I, there's no way I can work, yeah, like in just- the outer banks we can't even, we can't book a show in the outer yeah, banks, yeah. you know
3: what I
2: mean like all of my like childhood going to the beach were in like Wilmington North Carolina, yeah, like that's the beach, to yeah, me. yeah, but me have been back since I was a kid
1: I mean me and Brett it, it is hard when you want to travel or something for us, cause I do oftentimes want to go to a city and I do oftentimes think like, well, we could like book a show and it's like, but then you're out there and you're doing a show. It's
0: a, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's, it's hard because it's, there's so many, mo- it's, it's challenging because there's so many places. I'm like, man, I wish me and Erica could like come here and enjoy this and the only reason that i'm in nashville the only reason that i'm in fucking seattle is because we're going to make a money that night performing I know. if me and erica go there it's going to cost a I'm fucking weeks worth of pay to spend a weekend in seattle
1: and that's why that's why i think that we should vacation in like the Outer Banks or something because there's just nothing we can do there. There's no nobody would come and see a street fight. I show love in I, mean, the I Outer lo- Banks.
0: I do like the ocean. I I could watch it all day. I love I love, I love it. fighting the waves. <laughs> I hate pools. I'm in. I'm very like I'm very grumpy about pools. I'm just like there's nothing to do here. I hate open world environments. Like I just, <laughs> if I have to make the fun, I'm not into it. Waves are just intrinsically like something that you can play off of i play off of brian that's my skill i play off of things the yeah. waves give me something to to do a, a fucking flat ass pool water i'm just like that looks like coldness to me
1: yeah true true i don't All like-
0: we're, we're back on the yeah. air we're okay, gonna start let's taking go calls it. again i'm talking it. about temperature of water we enjoy uh <laughs> thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight i hate the ocean though i love that ocean hey. the braininess. i love to yeah all of it
1: something's going on here Skin hey warning. what's up skeleton it feels hey, like nothing.
0: Are you dead? Yeah, no. Yeah.
1: yeah, it sort of yeah. doesn't feel like it's working. Yeah, it doesn't. I, am not even, I, I, I'm not even oh, hearing the k- 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 little noise in the background.
0: Hey, restream. If you're on the chat, um, is there some sort of undead person on the line, or is a living hey. spirit trying to talk to us that hey. we just can't hear right now?
1: Okay, what's okay. that? Did we lose the fucking? Okay, did okay. we?
0: Somebody's on the line. You can hear
1: them over there. We can't hear them. Oh no!
0: Damn. No, no, we killed them.
1: Oh no! to him. Oh no! This is a disaster.
0: We should. Um, I can hear you though. Uh, I think well, we're gonna have to call. Him, to him. That's the show. Yeah. Oh, hello. Hey, you there? Hey, we can hear up? you now. You came back yeah. to life. My goodness. Hey, I'm. Hey, is
3: Brian? Is that you?
1: This is, is Brian. It? Yeah, I'm yeah. Brian. He's hey, Brian.
3: What's up? Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I know. Hey, this is Mikey from Olympia.
1: What's up, Mikey? How's it going? And
3: on? uh I'm seeing I'm seeing Bernie Sanders in the Tacoma Dome tomorrow. Who's Tight. who's opening for him?
0: <laughs> who's opening for Green, him? Green <laughs> River is getting back together. Green River is getting back together <laughs> to perform for Bernie Sanders.
3: I was born in the 90s. I don't know what that is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but
3: but I saw uh, WWE's uh, 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 stomping grounds in there. I saw Samoa Joe versus Ricochet, and Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus uh, Otis and uh, his
1: friend. Oh, Heavy Machinery! Re-
3: yeah, <laughs> Otis and his friend. This is the, what I call that tag team. <laughs> I mean, it's basically. Fuck your night, friend. Fuck your night to Marty. But yeah, uh, I'm real hype. Uh, to see Bernie and everything. Uh, uh, it's probably going to be a hyper crowd than it was in the, for the WWE show. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: every crowd is more hype than a WWE crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking exhausted so yeah, ass people crowd. People got on that show, but I got to see Samoa Joe versus Ricochet.
3: And Samoa Joe is my second favorite wrestler after Kevin Nash, of course.
1: Oh, me and you were like brothers. Kevin Nash, my favorite wrestler of all time, too. And then they get oh, like word. more modern, yeah. Of all time, there's been no better to ever fucking scam all the <laughs> wrestling companies than Kevin Nash, who is a king. Even though he's supporting Mayor Pete, which is a problem. I think he's I didn't a- know that. No, who? Kevin Nash, it's either... That's stupid. Pete, he might be doing Bloomberg now. That sounds like... that. What, Kevin Nash awful. has bad politics, but he was a great He wrestler. doesn't have bad politics. I've actually seen him advocate for
0: a lot of, like, really cutting-edge stuff that seems along the lines of Bernie. Well, he calls himself a
1: centrist Democrat. Oh, so. no. I follow him on Insta. I didn't think that way. But right. I love Kevin Nash, dude. I would never yell at him. You know, he's got bad fucking... politics, but he's Kevin Nash. So, big, sexy, the giant yeah. killer.
3: People are always surprised when they learn that Kevin Nash is bad politics. But then they're not. I was surprised too. But then I'm like, yo, think about who Kevin Nash is. Like, he was the guy who like had a contract in WCW that said he made as much as anyone besides Hogan. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And he also... uh, yeah, he got it. He changed the whole pay scale. So Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are kind of like them going from WWF to WCW in '96. You know. They, you know other people got mad it's like why well, the road warriors went to wwf and
1: they started asking for more money kevin ash i love him because he's just so good at getting money and not doing work yeah yeah he didn't do a lot of work which is the most incredible thing i i, I really love that so i'm glad you like him i hope you have fun at bernie uh hopefully he plays the hits like uh medicare for all <laughs> uh Not liking billionaires. Yeah, I like it when he talks about the top 1%. That'll probably be, he'll probably close with that. That's my fucking jam right there. I'd be fucking out there headbanging.
3: I can't can't even think of uh, my favorite Kevin Nash match, but I just think of him doing goofy shit in TNA with the X Division guys and just like being like, hey. That's why I like Kevin
1: Nash. Yeah, but, big fan. Yeah. big fan. I I, uh, yep. I don't think he has a favorite match. The match where he pulled his hamstring <laughs> walking to the ring, or when he tagged in and pulled his hamstring is the my favorite one. <laughs> oh
3: no!
1: Well, uh, good luck at uh, Bernie. Uh, I hope yeah, you enjoy keep it out. and uh, have a good evening. Yeah, later. Later. I like that guy. I like that guy. He's like, I'm. you know, Kevin Nash and Bernie Sanders. Those are my two favorite people. Yeah, top dogs. Yeah. I mean, that's a good fucking little list. I actually wrote an article about how Kevin Nash kind of mirrors Bernie Sanders in a way in one of the first zines, in the the wrestling zine. And uh, I don't remember if it was any good or not, but it was kind of about how my favorite wrestler, how he was my favorite wrestler Uh because he was cool. And then I don't remember anything else about it. But try to tie it into politics for the people.
0: Takes the easiest path. He does. That's what I like about him. And, like, I'll just say. When I was saying, like, let's take care of everybody, right? Yeah. And when I was. Let's not do. That's not too much. Let's (laughs) not do too much wrestling.
1: Yeah. When I was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> when I was like eleven, just seeing him come out with those fucking sunglasses on looking cool as f fu- he just looked like the coolest guy I'd ever seen in my life. He was the first wrestler that actually looked like a cool person okay. to me. So.
0: Okay. Yeah, he definitely was. Big daddy cool. <laughs> yeah, Diesel. that's what everybody thought. Big sexy. Thanks for, uh let's see who's on the line here. Thanks for calling Street Fight.
1: Who are we talking to tonight?
0: Hey, what's up? This is Joe in Minneapolis. What's
1: up? What's up, Joe? How's it going?
6: Oh, pretty good. Uh, I called a couple months ago. Uh, I had gotten fired for taking calls at work from <laughs> my pregnant wife. I think and, I remember uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was some bullshit. Uh, I have two jobs now because that's how that works out. Uh, oh, no. One of them is like a boring office job where I get to listen to, you know, Free Fight and other podcasts all day and further radicalize myself, which is kind of cool. Uh, but then the other one is I'm Back working in a kitchen one night a week and, you know, doing doing my part to get everybody over to Bernie and then further radicalize them past that. And, you know, like I work one day a week, but I have a couple of people that, you know, we stay after work and we drink and have beers and I talk to them about socialism and sort of leftism in general. And uh, So that's a lot of fun
1: how how do they uh how do they respond to like socialist stuff because i know that like in a restaurant industry that could go several ways but uh i don't think they would no. be totally turned off by it but i do think there no. might be some people that are like didn't socialism kill like 47 million people in the uh, 1970s or something <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i
6: think i mean i think the thing that like is sort of universal and, and like a good entry point is just being like, hey, does your boss work harder than you? And, you know, like when, when you take it up to like the executive chef, maybe, but like his boss, no. And I think that's like a way to get in and talking to people and like, you know, I think this is kind of going to tie into why I, why I called you guys and actually so does the last guy. Uh, but, but so, you know, watching Bloomberg try and come in and like, completely just outright buy this thing. I mean, you know, not that I didn't think that billionaires should exist beforehand, but like, you know, it's clear that like having that much money is just literally a threat to, you know, whatever democracy we've got.
0: And yeah, I mean, just outwardly, like uh, somebody with that much money can just tread all over us. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It can just warp
6: the entire system. And I guess my question is, um, I guess it's, I guess it's sort of a question, and I'm I'm actually pretty interested to hear what Kristen has to say about this. Is if you're a street fighter, and especially if you're like unemployed or underemployed, should you just go work for the Bloomberg campaign and like do as much time fest as possible, and like just try and fuck up their campaign as much as you can i mean like yes like (laughs) yes get that money i just say i'm just like yeah take that money from that asshole like yeah it'll be so long
2: before they realize that you're you're not not doing doing your your job job well that like like, right like if if we we could get like like, a ton of leftists to come in there and fucking like, like I don't don't know know, what is that like reverse scabbing scabbing? you just get in and you You just just, like fill those positions and and don't do your fucking shit I mean just hamstring them yeah
0: the the smart and the smart move to make there is the hamstring them is the right idea that doesn't mean be late to work though like, they're looking, for, yeah. they're looking no. for someone that shows up and signs into the app and says that they're on time and doing that stuff. But while you're doing your job, you do not have to do a satisfactory version of it. Your like job. They, yeah, they, yeah while, they, you're, while you're at your job, you don't do your job.
2: Yeah. Right. Like, I've heard that, like, when you're, you're doing, doing the canvassing, canvassing they'll actually track your location on the, the, the app so You actually you have to go around your turf. Right. But, but no, no one's saying, like, who's going to know if you, like, switch out your lit and you're leaving Bernie lit on the doors and not Blooper
0: Clip it's 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 uh it's like uh uh sales it's like uh phone work um at the yeah. beginning of it like you can like when someone i remember sales calls like listening in on monitoring calls and stuff where people would be like hey uh my name is brett payne and i'm calling from insuranceagents.com we have high quality leads that will take your business to the next level Hello? and then the person i know we lost them we lost them well, then the person on the other line would just say something like, nah, I don't really need them. And people in training would just be like, all right, have a nice day. You know, like they don't keep, they don't press the issue, you know? So you could go and knock on somebody's house and say, I'm here for Mayor Mike Bloomberg. And they say, I hate that guy. And you're like, all right, bye. You know, like y- you just have to register the time to get the money. This, they're not paying for quality and they can't even listen to what you're fucking saying.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem like you would even have to go knock on any doors. You could just go into the app and click that you went there. You yeah. know what I mean? What are they going to do? Fucking fire
0: you? Yeah, I mean, do it for as long as you can until you get fired. Uh, that would be my thing. You just do the job poorly until you get fired, if you could. Yeah. If, the, if I mean, if it presented itself, I mean, obviously it's something that's not like a long-term yeah, thing. Exactly. But if you had the opportunity, I mean, I, I don't see... An, I have no complaints. I mean, I, I worked for Walmart when we were doing this show because I needed fucking money to get by. So, you know, I am no.
2: If you can get like a few days of work and $16 an hour, like while you're looking for a more permanent job, like why not take this money?
0: Yeah, you could always like if you if you had a really good interview, you could just not show up to the Bloomberg job and just fuck off from it. Like it doesn't it's not a serious thing, you know, but it pays more than TaskRabbit does.
1: Yeah. yeah. $16 an hour is serious money. Yeah. That's I would do
0: something for $16 an hour. That would get me out of my seat.
1: I might. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I would say uh, go for it. Please do. Yeah. Document it. Anybody, Monkey wrench them motherfuckers. There's a lot of people
0: talking that game, talking the talk, not people walking the walk. Um, although I have to believe that the people that I saw this week were definitely not into Mike Bloomberg. They were probably just into the job.
2: No, I have um some friends who said they were like, uh, they got phone calls from the Bloomberg campaign and they were, it, it sounds like it's just a poll, but it's funded by the Bloomberg campaign. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, are you with Bloomberg? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, they're like, well, do you know who you're voting for? And the person calling them for Bloomberg will be like, no, not really. And they'll <laughs> be like, well, have you heard about Bernie Sanders? Like reverse <laughs> I reverse it, it on them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean that's where it's at. Yeah, you know, that's a good opportunity to like bring that up. Like, well, you you aren't convinced enough even though the guy created a
6: goddamn okay, job. So for I don't you. know if you guys can Can you hear I don't us? Know if you guys can hear me or not?
2: But Yeah, yeah we, we can, can hear you.
1: The, this we're all fucked. Oh. This thing is all fucked. Everything's foobar? bar? Yeah. I think Yeah, uh,
6: the audio's kind of cutting out and I'm kind of listening to you guys on YouTube and trying to talk to you guys. So, I'm I'm going to I'm going to make a quick point yeah, it is. It's all messed up. But I'm gonna take make your a question, off question off the air. I actually, so I actually did have somebody from Bloomberg text me the other day, and they were like, uh, they were like, so you know, who are you voting for, all that stuff, and uh, I, I like tried to convince him. I was like, dude, if you're getting paid, you should either like do as little work as possible, or like if you can find something else, quit right now, or you know, like if you're a volunteer, like sign up for a real campaign, and I can tell you how to you know hop in on with bernie and stuff uh but then the other thing is i'm extremely looking forward to seeing you guys come here in uh the summer after you guys or around the time you guys are doing the dnc in milwaukee can't wait to see you in minneapolis and uh yeah trying to spread
1: this mess have a good night right, i think we got to give up on the calls yeah that at sense. this point that's two in a row that didn't go the right way and i apologize to the other person but uh it doesn't seem like our phone is working now so uh and it's also we've hit the uh end of the show anyway so we are sorry, but it's that time has ended what Good. it's that Bye. time it is that show. time to end the show
0: thanks for listening we appreciate it this is street fire radio you can find us uh, on WCRS, if you're in Columbus, Ohio, add 92.7 or 98.3 to your presets on your radio to hear all kinds of wonderful programs that happen on there. Uh, they cover everything that you wouldn't believe they could actually do on the radio. It's dangerous, fun, cool shit. It's happening at WCRS. Go to WCRSFM.org. to get access to the podcast feeds of all of those shows as well. You can get more Street Fight Radio by going to patreon.com slash street fire radio that's how we do what we do it's from support from people like you uh if you want more it's there we have like hundreds of hours of audio and dozens of hours of video and dozens of zines and all kinds of incredible things over at patreon.com slash street Fry radio we are going to be performing live at the end of this month in columbus february 28th at ruby tuesday we're going to be in pittsburgh pennsylvania on march 18th we're going to be at the means tv uh film premiere on february 26th in detroit michigan uh means is launching this month it's going to be amazing things are going to change you're going to have there's a lot of street fight content over there and i can't wait to get this thing off the ground i know you've been behind the scenes and all of that uh but we appreciate all y'all that tune in each week thank you Kristen, for being here you did great Where, uh, one more time, just because people, they don't listen well enough. How can they engage with the Columbus DSA and get involved?
2: Uh, Twitter at Columbus underscore DSA. Facebook is facebook.com slash Columbus DSA. Go to Columbus DSA.org. We've got an events calendar. We've got a form you can fill out to like get, uh, signed up to do stuff. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. This is
0: Street Fight. We'll
5: see you on Wednesday. Peace. Oh, come hang out at elevator.